everyone, and welcome back to There Will Be Dungeons at ThereWillBeDungeons.com, a D&D show that is just for you. It's also for us. We really like it. My name is Scott Johnson. I'm here with Bo Schwartz, John Jagger, Kristen Ashton, and, of course, Kyle Ferguson for yet another edition. This is session 41. And before we get started, a quick email from a listener named Cody who sent this in. Uh, his subject line was, will, uh, There Will Be Dungeons compliments and a question for John. So, John, our most vocally challenged this week because of a horrible cold you've been dealing with. Bronchitis, yep. rather. Bronchitis. Enjoy Love answering it. this question. Hello, everybody. Love the show and all the work everyone puts into it. I started D&D only a few months ago before your campaign, and I am prepared to get into some DMing myself, and Bo is a great guy to follow and uses as an example as a good DM. That's a nice compliment for Bo right there. I have a question for John about Stanley. My first character was a bard, and I fell in love with the class. It was always fun to try to guess how John would use his bardic tools in uh, certain situations. That's why, when he used Eldritch Blast for the first time, the best damage cantrip in the game, I had assumed he was multicasting into a warlock as they were the only class that could learn it outside of certain circumstances. When the Archfey Diantalus was introduced, I then thought, oh, this is the patron that he makes a pact with for his warlock class. However... I saw from your character sheet that you were still a pure bard. My question is, why did you not multiclass with the story going the way it is going? And also, can you please tell me how much, or sorry, how you got Eldritch Blast so in the future I can do it as well? Thank you for your time. All right, John, what's the skinny? I sure can. Uh, so I am able to use Eldritch Blast because of the deal that was made with Katobal Praith. Uh, let us take a feat. And the feat that Stanley took at that time was Magic Initiate Warlock, uh, which lets me pick up two cantrips, uh, as well as a level one spell that I can cast on a long rest. Um, I took it because I had been sort of toying with the idea of multi-classing Warlock, uh, but I hadn't really committed to it. And I didn't know if Diantalus was going to actually ever be a thing, or if he was what he was going to be. Uh, had I known that, I might have made a different decision, but that was why I could Eldritch Blast pretty early in the campaign, um, and now Diantalus does it too. Nice. Well, I hope that answers your question. You, yeah, no, go wait, ahead, you missed one part of it too, which he wants to know why you didn't multi-class. And the answer to that, sir, is that he plays, he has two character sheets. Ah. Yeah. yeah. So he's it not multi be... It's a way to cheat multi-classing is to be possessed by some other being and come up with mechanics to switch between the two and then you get the best of both worlds except i get to switch them around whenever i feel like it right <laughs> just because i'm the dm and i can make those decisions that's the trade-off yeah. all right so you have control over that if you know when it comes we right have down agreed to upon some mechanics for it like when he sleeps he switches over and he can switch at will i think once throughout the day mm. But to prevent abuse, like, oh, a lock? Let me switch to my other character. Oh, I have to punch this guy? Let me switch to this guy. Um, he has restrictions, limitations. So you can do that stuff at home because D&D is heavily modifiable. Yeah. For, to suit you. Let you do what you want to do. I mean, it's not it's not cheating. It's just... It's just structural, creative structural stuff changes and things. They call it they call it homebrew. So homebrew. it doesn't exist in the rules that they you buy. You can make your own rules. Right, which is how we roll here. Like like uh, Kristen's guns, you know. We had to we had to figure that out. The gun bit in D and D rules. Anyway, if you have questions just like Cody, 
then by all means, head on over to therewillbedungeons.com and leave us a message. There's a link right there that just says contact us or the contact page. Hit that. Boom, bam, bam, you're in. And we'll read them here on the show. All right. Before we get too deep, it is time for Kristen Ashton to sum up what happened last week so that we might know what's coming today. Kristen? Last time on There Will Be Dungeons, he who hesitates is hooked. It was time to cut out from the confines of the cave and creep the crawling curves of the conurbation. Pardon me. <laughs> crawling precarious. I throw words in there. So let me start this again. We'll go fresh. That was it quite was... a word. <laughs> I'd never seen conurbation. It's great. Yeah. All right. It was time to cut out from the confines of the cave and creep the crawling curves of the conurbation. Prowling precariously toward the pit of despair, Diantalus dove into the darkness, leading the lagging lot. The squad slipped by a seeking spotlight and spatters of soldiers searching the streets. Thinking they were through, upset ululations were uttered upon observing an open door. Dining a distraction, Diantalus donned a genial guise and headed inside to befuddle some boisterous bullies. A mad move indeed, for no sooner had the haunted half-elf disappeared than the troubled trio triggered the teat guards, tripping a terrible tiff. A terrible tiff for the teat guard! Our adventurers attacked their adversaries with an acumen attended in aces. Flung fireballs flared, bullets bashed brains, dark deities dispatched, jaunty jaws japed. The foursome fought fiercely, clearing a course coated with corpses and furiously filling with an unknown number of nasties nearing their position. Now rejoin our heroes as they continue to collude with crime in the dirty streets of the Teat. Oh my gosh. Oh, wait. Big finish. Perfectly done as always. One quick note for live listeners, uh, or viewers rather. I did remember to enable the overlay today. So the extension's active. You can see our character sheets, our stats, and all that stuff. I assume it's just on the desktop version of Twitch. I don't know, but I remember to do it. So if you're sitting there thinking, oh, you're just going to be passive today, you can actually interact with that stuff. So go for it. All right, Bo, take it away. Okay. You find yourselves in the streets of Trashburg. Two spotlights shining down upon the area you find yourself in, replete with gray brick buildings. Around you is darkness, and you hear the sounds of shouting. As Teat Guard and Guzzle Gang members zero in on your location. You left a trail of destruction in your path, and the air is thick with sulfur and gunpowder. Voices ring out, and as Varel launched himself into his sprint in a southward direction, headed for the pit of despair. And everyone follows him. The spotlights follow you as you run down, moving south. Varel, just to confirm, you're headed to the pit of despair, correct? Correct. Southward. Okay. So... You run through, uh, you run down the passages south, and to your left, you see the baseball field, and just south of it, you can make out the corner of what would be the pit of despair that you saw upon entering Trashburg in your first day. You make a left in this direction. Is the spotlight uh... slowly following after you? How long do I... So if, if we were on turn seven. 
of my rage and enlargement. Mm -hmm. Am I still enlarged? Uh, so, uh, yeah, the, the 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 last few seconds of the spell are beginning to dwindle, uh, but we're no longer doing turns as we ended in combat at the end of last week's episode. But Pharrell, Nash, Stanley, Hope vanquished all the enemies that attacked them after having been seen in the spotlight. So you are still large, lumbering down the, <laughs> like Godzilla, between the buildings. Excellent. Do you make the left towards the Pit of Despair? Before making the turn, I would look behind me to see if the rest of the party is in tow. As far as I know, they said last week that they were all following and running. So if anyone's decided to do something differently, they can tell us now. Totally following. Yep, following. Mm-hmm. Do they have a spotlight on them? Yes. You're ahead of the spotlight, but they're in the spotlight slowly following them. Gotcha. Okay, so I've outbooked it. Alright, I'm gonna I'd like to do a stealth check then. If available. To hide from the spotlight? Yes, the upcoming spotlight. Okay, the best way to do that is probably I mean you're out of the sight of the light, so it doesn't see you. It can guess your last known direction. If you're looking for a hiding spot as a 14-foot lizard folk, <laughs> I mean, where are you hiding? Oh, okay. So, yeah, dwindling is not is not an active thing yet. Okay. Cool. Uh, all right. Well, I'll wait for them to catch up. Okay, you wait at the intersection? All right. So you hold your position there, look back, trying to assess the situation. Uh, Stanley, uh, a Guzzle Gang member, and Hope uh, approach approach you with the two spotlights from the 500-foot-tall rampart walls, slowly following. Mm, that's right, I still look like a Guzzle Gang member. You reach the uh, the three of you reach the intersection and catch up to Varel, and the light then shines down on the four of you standing in a circle. Hope will clamber up on Varel's back as she okay. brings up the rear. <laughs> Hope just begins climbing on top of it. <laughs> she can't move that fast. All right, everybody, we have to lose the light. He's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Then run! Which way? He can't see. <laughs> I can actually give you... I can give him... Um, uh, oh, you, guys, you still have dark vision enabled. All of you have dark vision Oh, enabled. we all do? Okay. But you, Well, I mean, you, your spell, you cast on yourself on, I believe, him, right? Yeah, uh, no, I, I didn't get one. I don't think I cast it on Varel. Oh. That's why I was bringing it up. But oh. I can. <laughs> I mean, if, it, it's, if it's going to help us... Varel, do you desire better sight? Well, he can see quite well in the spotlight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, I have a thing. Let me know if you need it. Big guy. We need a, a distraction. We need to... We need to start a fire. Once again. Burn the town. It's the only way. Lemon tree. Says Nash Mangard. The sounds of shouting and voices begin get growing louder. 
Who's got cast it as we run? We got to go that way and hope we'll point there's, southeast. There's very little time to catch uh, to catch fire. You basically you have a choice between heading now into the pit of despair or staying and fighting another horde, possibly more than you did last week. Ah, as fine. We... And we have one option, and that is to awaken the beast behind us and have it deal with anyone who tails us. Let's move. All right, All right start running. <laughs> You book it down the alleyway as the lights follow you. Uh, you're briefly out of sight as you move behind a building, but then you enter into an opening. On the left, you see the blood ball field. Uh, no one's there. It's empty, not in use, but it sits in front of the keep so that uh, the royals from the keep can sit on the overlook, the, for the, the rampart walls, and watch the blood ball game from on high. But between the keep and Trashburg proper is a large moat of oil. And in the center of this moat, directly between, like on the left, you see the blood ball field. On the right, you see the rampart wall. In front of you, you see a large pit. And in it, blackness. And the pit is covered by bars, like steel bars, like a, a cage. But the bars are wide enough to let ordinary men and women through. Bars are designed to keep something much larger from escaping. So there's no problem squeezing between the bars to enter into the pit of despair. You move into this location, the spotlight follows you. And you clamber on up to the side, uh, side of the rocks as you approach the side of the pit. As Who you has take a the moment, key for the door? I believe he gave it to Hope. You would remember that he pushed it towards Hope and Hope picked it up. I have the key. Okay. You keep going. So we're on top of the bars? As you clamber uh, uh, next to the bars, you, he you hear a little and, and, and little as light sort of erupt along the rampart walls. And shots start firing in your location from the rampart walls, and that they've collected snipers from on top. Varel, you begin to shrink down, but as you shrink down, bullets hit your scales. Bing, 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 as snipers from on high start shooting you from the top. Uh, but none of them pierce, and you begin to shrink down. You have a, you have a tiefling on your back, and she starts to take up a, more and more room as you shrink down. Are the bars, uh, is there any sort of like, it's like a, a wave pool that it kind of inclines under the bars or is it just a the pit? Bar, it's, it's square and it covers the top of the pit, kind of like maybe a, um, like a, a crate for a pet wood, except this is a large square foot area. We're talking like 100 by 100 surface areas, huge, humongous. And the bars are designed to keep something large out. You can easily pass through these bars, no problem. They're not designed to keep humans in or out. Is there a ramp, or how far down if we were to just drop through the holes? You, you peer into the pit, and you see nothing but blackness. You can see along the sides, maybe 60 feet down, but you see no bottom. 60 feet. Because it's nighttime out. Okay. You need Stanley. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, uh, uh, start looking for a ladder, some sort of way down, some sort of service entrance. 
perception check. I imagine you're looking from your position and not doing a full-on investigation while under gunfire. Correct. Fifteen. You take a quick glance left and right as you hear guns being reloaded on the rampart and you hear the voices yelling behind you getting closer and closer. You see nothing. I'm going to take out the rope that I carry and tie it around one of the bars. Okay. You do that, tying it securely. Alright, I'm going to hold on to the rope and slide down. Okay, athletics check, please. Or acrobatics, your choice. By the way, just when you hear those knocking sounds from those hammers upstairs, assume that those are bullets flying by. Everybody. Uh, it's fine. It's on 19. All right, so you very quickly made up the rope, tie it up into a knot, and sw shuffle your body through the bars and slide on down. How long is your rope? Uh, the description says 50 feet. I don't remember if that's accurate or not. Okay, so you slide down 30 feet, and everyone watches uh, Diane Talos do this. Cool. Get on the same rope then. All right. Torrell follows. As bullets whiz by, another volley rings out. Pew, 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 pew. Another volley rings out. Uh, Borel hops in. Nash, Hope. Well, I guess, mm, <laughs> Hope, you're on top of Borel. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Stanley, you're just standing out there alone while everyone's tied the rope and moved in. And as you turn around and look back, you see finally uh, a horde of Guzzle Gang and, and Teat, Teat Guard. And they point at you and go, look, there he is! It's it's the warty boy, get him! And they just, like, they're booking it down the alleyway at this mob of people, maybe 50, and with more coming around the corner. You coming, Nash? Oh, yeah, hell yeah. I mean, yes, I'm in there. Let's go. I was, I was talking to you, Nash. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realize that. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, in, I'm in. You clamber on down, you flourish your cape, and slide on down the rope. Dientalus, you make it to the end of the rope, and you look down, and you don't see, you see blackness. You don't see bottom. You see black, even with your dark vision, as it only extends out about 60 feet. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and drop and hope for the best. Okay. Uh, you let go of the rope and begin falling, and you're now in free fall. You fall 60 feet. 90 feet. If I see the ground, feet. I'm going to cast, uh, what's the spell? Uh, Misty Step. Okay. <laughs> I have to look this up because I don't know what, <laughs> I need I, to know what this does. I dated her in college. She was great. I'm <laughs> surrounded by a silvery mist and teleport up to 30 feet to an unoccupied space that I can see. Right. I need to know what the spell requirements are. Oh, it's just vocal. Verbal. Oh, that's good. The question is, can you cast such a thing in free fall? Uh... Hmm, interesting. Okay, I see what you're doing with this. Hmm. As soon as you want you want to react as soon as you see ground to misty yeah. step to the ground, basically. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So you fall. You're not sure how many feet. It was a long, long drop. 
And as soon as it enters your view, I'd like you to roll a... Ooh, how do we test your dexterity in this situation? Hmm. Hmm. All right, give me a... Uh, give me a slight hand check. No, it's not. There's no. There's no movement. It's just you have to say it, right? I don't think we need to check. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. All right. You see the ground, and you utter the words of magical power, and you blink out of existence and move to a point on the ground. Now you've maintained the velocity as you've misty stepped. You're still moving in space, but rather than pointing yourself down, you point yourself to the side and sort of get thrown onto the ground and just tumble. Ooh! You sort of roll to the ground. You don't take any damage, but uh, you're you're prone and you're kind of far from the initial drop zone where you'd be. All right. Uh, as soon as I do, I would send a message to Varel and say, "Hold at the end of the rope. It's much further down than it seems." <laughs> but what do you receive? It's a long way down. Fudge. I'm going to. Jeez. Uh, we need Stanley, but I can't tell them that I've switched to Stanley if I do. This is a pickle. Well, could you tell them? on the count of a certain time. How long did we decide Drop. it takes to switch to Stanley? Did we decide uh, that? Gotta look at our custom rules here. Speaking of, it's how, email, how apropos. Yeah, uh, weird. Um, Weirdly appropriate so, all of a sudden. Once per long arrest, the stress of combat can be swapped. So that would have been instantly because it's combat time. Have you done that today since your last No, I haven't done any swaps today. You can do it as a ritual, but it takes 10 minutes. So you could tell them, I need 10 minutes and then drop. That seems like a long time considering a horde of uh, Teep Gang and Guzzle. Yeah, let's do, the long, let's do the long rest one. All right. And I'll, I'll, so before I do, I'll send a message and I'll say, I'm switching to Stan. I'm going to let Stanley help with the fall. Give me a moment and then drop. And I will begin moving back over to where I was. I will switch to Stanley and I will prepare Feather Fall as soon as I see them drop. Okay. So this is uh, an action to switch and then an action to. Well, an action to switch and then an action to ready, basically. So in yeah. the span of 10 seconds, you can be ready to catch them. Okay. So Stanley comes into consciousness through some sort of mental birth canal. You're now in control. And uh, who gets this message that you sent? Uh, that went to Varel. So Varel, you received this message to drop in 10 seconds. All right, everyone, we're getting Stanley, but we have to wait for it. How long? How long did it take him in the cave? Uh, I'm bad with math. I slew three men in the time. So we will wait three slings worth. Hope, ready your gun. They're going to come over us. Oh, right. And I'll hold up my arm and ready the gun. Nash, proceed down to my area. 
Are we jumping on three or go? We're jumping on three bodies or three shots. But not go. No one's saying go. I can say go if it would reassure you, but lower yourself towards me. We must be in All the right. same area. All right. As you yell out, you hear your voices echoing throughout the pit. <laughs> oh, shit. And then you hear a response from the pit. That would be the beast. Sounds like a vapor. So uh, and as you, you hear the, the voices of Teat Guard as they go, I think they went in the pit in despair. The madmen. No, that couldn't be. Look, there's a rope tied to the, the post. Go and look at... Where's Daft Philip? No, Daft Philip, he passed. He's gone. Well, this is, where's the other Philip? Oh, him too. Oh, the first Philip suck. <laughs> Quick, send, send, send George. George, no! <laughs> Poor George. And then uh, quickly you sort of see up, up above, you see uh, uh, a motorcycle mask peer over and look around. I and shoot. Then, right? Okay. Make an attack roll, please. 18. All right, damage dice. 14. Okay. Uh, so you take a shot, and the, the, the bullet connects uh, into the mask, exploding what's in the head, and then the body just goes limp and slides down past you, and it just shoots down into the blackness below. Stanley. Um, oh, no. You see... <laughs> you see your body flying down real fast, but with your quick perception of it you can tell it's a teat guard all right and i we'll, assume you did uh, not cast your spell because you readied it for your teammates yeah so, we'll let that uh, body fall so it's about a hundred it's about a hundred it's a few like 10 20 feet from where you work since you slid it over and it just hits the ground with a boom and it explodes uh it doesn't blow up the body but like it looks like everything inside the body shatters and explodes and just goes limp on the ground and it bounces off five feet. It makes a loud banging sound. Stanley, would you say you let the bodies hit the floor? I did. Okay. Just checking. And you hear a... Varel, <laughs> back to you. If you have more questions, Teat Guard, we have plenty of bullets for answers. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they got George. I think he asked us a question. He said, they've got lots of bullets. Tell those fools they're going to die in there. They're better off coming out. I mean, if they want to die, let's, let's just watch them. All right. And then, and then, uh, several sort. You hear the, the clambering of several men as a bunch of, uh, as a bunch of the tea cart make their way and look in to see you guys. So now you see like uh, motorcycle masks. You see guys in plate armor. There's about twenty of them. One of them lifts his head up and says, "I shoot him." Okay. Uh, twenty-three. Okay, damage dice. Uh, seven damage. All right, uh, you shoot him as he was holding on to someone for help, and <laughs> the bullet 
uh, pierces in a, a spot in his arm and just like, ah! and he loses his balance and falls over, pulling him and a cheap guard with him. And you hear, no! as they fall, they both fall down below. Pharrell, that's three. That's three. Go, Nash. All right, I'm jumping. All right, you all let go. There are five bodies falling down. Oh, we're going at the same time. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> you're, you're, you're above them, but Stanley, as as you look up, you can see, you can make out one shape. It's a guzzle gang. The second shape, a teeth guard. And then three, four, five are Stanley Hope and Varel. All right, we'll uh, cast Featherfall on the ones that I know. Stanley Hope and Varel. You mean Nash, Nash Hope and Varel? Uh, Nash Hope and Varel. Okay, I was like, Sorry. wait a minute, wait. How Stanley? I got real confused there. My bad. Uh, I have a problem. I say the wrong word. <laughs> happens a lot it's all good as our listeners may know um yeah so you you see all five figures you can cast your spell on up to five i believe um it one of them is alive right one of the Uh, the guzzle gang i mean it's hard to tell but you know yes one of them is alive Bates. um yeah let's hit all five of them with the slow fall okay all right. So you, as soon as they come, they come down. You hit them all with slow fall, and it takes a second for the spell to kick in. So everyone just <laughs> stops suddenly, an inch from the ground, as they all <laughs> and just fall into place. Wow! So everyone, you're all floating an inch above ground, and then after a few seconds, you touch the ground. All right. Now we have a new map to take you to. Well. <sighs> Uh, I've got to make sure everything's set up okay. So, Hope, you have dark vision. You can see out. Stanley, you have dark vision. Varel does not have dark vision currently. But, Nash, you do, correct? Yes, I do. All right, so let's make sure everyone has the vision they're supposed to have. All right. And you have some uh, unanticipated, you know, guests with you here. So let me just get some... Let me get some dudes. You guys good with that? Yeah, bring us some bring some dudes. Bring some dudes. Alright. They may the the they may look a little weird. Just no. <laughs> I'm just trying to grab them really quickly, so No, that's fine. It you looks like we're in a stomach. I like it. Nobody expected us to bring a Gamorian guard with us to this Rancor fight. No. See the pig race? They're yeah, the pig race. Alright. Such a little piggy. <laughs> guzzle member that's there is critically w- wounded from being shot. And there's a teeth guard there as well. All right, so you're all in the darkness. And as you peer out from the corner of the room that you're in, you hear. Hope's going to reload her arm, and then she'll look at the group. Well, we've got one live one. We can break his legs and leave him out there to draw the attention. And surely his pain will be louder than us. Exactly. The tea guard sort of looks around, lifts up his helmet, and he goes, he drops his weapon, and he goes, please, please, I have a family. Don't hurt me. We need to get out of here. The guzzle gang, who's sort of mortally injured, just sort of le- sits up and leans against the thing and goes, Do you know where the exit is? 
There's no exit to the pit. <laughs> pit of despair. <sighs> well, if I have to die, I'll die a hero, knowing that I was the one to witness your death. <laughs> Tikar looks around and goes, I don't, I don't want to die. Please. None of us do. Do you, do you still have any? Clambering off of Vera. Do you still have any more rope? Listen, Maybe we can climb out of here. Listen, friend. We happen to know that there is a trap door somewhere down here. We need to find it. If we can find it, we can get you out. Will you help <laughs> us look for it? Don't listen to their lies, George. <laughs> They're lying to you. There's a trap door down here. That can't be. To where? We shall talk as we walk. We must start moving. Yes, it's important we find it. As for you, and I conjure Mage Hand to go over to the guy who's dying and just go shh and press oh, against his legs. Nice. Nice. Oh, that's a good visual. So is that an intimidate? Is there an intended effect by it, or is it just? I, I don't know. Did, if does he feel intimidated? I'll roll intimidation if he wants to be intimidated by it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, that is going to be a 16. Okay. The Guzzle Gang member looks at it and he goes, <laughs> Your fancy magic tricks won't save you. Uh, Pharrell, help me move him. Why? All right. Hope's going to bend down, kind of squat a little bit, and try and drag the dying one closer to that entrance of this cubby that we're in. All right. Uh, so you're gonna drag him where exactly? You... Uh, to about right at the entrance. So with the intention that as soon as he starts screaming, we can slip around the side, and it'll so draw you... the creature to this back area. So you and Varel move him there. I do not help. I have no idea what's going on. I can't see. Okay. So you move him towards the entrance. All right, and I'll look back at everybody. Like, are we ready to go? Because as soon as I do this, it's probably going to come over here. And, and as punctuated as you say that, you hear a. I would say we're ready. All right, let's All get right. initiative rolls for everyone. Okay. We're not entering combat, but it's to help the navigation. 16 for me. 12. 19. Oh, sorry. 19 for Varel? Yeah. Yep. That barbarian power. Uh, how much for you, Nash? 12. 12, okay. Uh, Hope, Hope, did you have a... 15. Okay. All right, Varel, um, you're up to make a decision or pass right now. I will, I'm next to Stanley. I will grab his cloak and hold on like I'm in a universal horror, horror maze. You're going to grab onto Stanley's uh, cloak? Yeah, so wherever he goes, I can feel him moving.
Okay, uh, that puts uh, Stanley next to do something. Right, I will. Uh... How does movement work with him holding my cloak? Is he just gonna come along with me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. We don't have to be super formal. It's just. I'll move down here to be next to Hope. Okay. Ready to. And yeah, I'll move. I'll move for L for him since he he can't see like on his version of the map. He can see the squares next to him, and that's it. Okay. That's all he's got. The rest of you have, like, vision out to... to 60 <laughs> we can get him that. vision. We probably should. I can give him vision. Varel, let me give you vision. All right, well, it's Hope's turn first. Oh. I'll postpone seeing that... Okay, really cool, Nash cool. All right, Nash, go ahead. All right. Uh, I'm going to cast... Uh, Dark Vision... On actually, it's not called that though, or is it? Hold on. It is, I believe. Mm. Is that just called that? It's dark. Yeah, it's dark. Yeah, dark version. You're right. Second level spell. Uh, It's the last of your. Or no, you have two slots. I have two slots left after that. Or no, I'm sorry. If I do first level, I don't have it at first level. I'd have to do it. Or no, I can still do it at first level, can't I? No, it's a second level spell. Well, then I will be out of slots. This will be my final slot. Can't actually cast devil, uh, devil, dark vision at any higher level spells. I don't think. Right. I don't think. So I'm going to cast it second level. That means I'm out of slots for second level. And uh, Varel, you're accepting of my gift. <laughs> I accept. All right. Uh, I just reach out and touch him, and grant him the ability to see more than right, he could see. So you see. can't see. Dark vision allows you to see in the dark. It has, there's reduced color when you see in dark vision, so it's kind of similar to what a cat is, where you can see in black and white and see very clearly, but color distinction's not as good. And it's it takes black light and turns it into dim light, so it is possible for it to be brighter. But it does allow you to see, so now you have vision that everyone else has. I'll let go of Stanley's cloak. Tikar sort of approaches behind you and says, what's What's going on? It's like you guys can all see. I, I can see anything. Do you have a torch? No torches. I'll bark back at him. And I'm all out of second spell slots. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's not good, Nash. That sounds bad. It is bad. Oh, he doesn't know your name. Oh, yeah. That sounds... He uh, might. Might he? That doesn't sound good, man. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> he might not. I don't know. I just I said it as, I don't know I said it as if it was a character you've met before. <laughs> it's Sunday, folks. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so Varel, you may continue. Oh, cool. Because we're back to me. All right. Yeah. Then um, looks like we're all blocking the way. So I'll I'll turn you around. Can, you can pass through them for now. It's just not in combat. Is it? We're, we're going to be less formal with this. It's just cool. to build tension. So I'll I'll do the no torches of the guy behind me. Stay very close, and you might live. And, and ready to that, move when he... everyone else does. Okay. Hope. All right. Or, Seeing sorry, Stanley. I... It's Stanley. Sorry. All right. I'm going to turn to uh, Nash. I'm going to say, before this begins, now might be a good time to take advantage of Pod's scouting ability if she's around. Pod. Yes, Nash. No oh, shit. Sorry, I thought I was doing Hi. the voice, so it freaked me out. <laughs> I know I've been quiet, but I just thought maybe I should just chill out. Uh, no, that's fine. It, it, uh, 
Were you okay on the fall? I was just fine. I was I wasn't sure if you were going to make it, but I, I, I can fly. So I, I didn't really warn you. I feel bad about that. No, I'm okay. I'm a tough little pixie. We <laughs> we need you. We need you to to scout ahead for us. Think you can do that and keep it quiet? Okay. Tell her we're looking specifically for a trap door. She can she can hear you. Well, I don't know. She's invisible. Oh, good point. Did you hear him? I heard you. I heard you, Stanley. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Give here her I go. A little thumbs up. Yeah. You, you start to hear a <laughs> like a like a buzzing as her wings flap, and she lifts off. Now you can move, or you can wait for her. Hope you feel the wind sort of distort around you. Feel a little breeze as the, the, the flapping of winds blow some air on you. All right. Well, I guess we'll wait. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and I'll creep past Hope and move to about, eh, just to about there and kind of hide back against the rock of the cave. Okay. All right, now I just need to get, oh no, I logged out of full 20. That's no good. Okay, sorry, we're right back. Um, okay, so you sneak over alongside the wall. Again, can't really make out what's making the... Though I have Everyone. a pretty good guess. Everyone holds still for a minute or two, and then you feel the wind, and you hear the... Okay, Nash. What'd you see? Wait, I have to check something real quick here. Um, so pixies don't have dark vision. Oh, we determined that, um, didn't we? Yeah, we did. So she went out, had a look around. And she said, "I didn't really see too much." Did um, Nash give her dark vision last game? Uh, no. Who did well, I give it to? Because okay. I gave it to you me. Gave it to yourself, right? I gave it to myself. Now Varel. But we're. I didn't cast any other second level. St- Mm, hold on. I thought you gave it to her when she was um, scouting ahead for us. Well, there was the. You were... oh, I didn't write it down, but it's ringing no, a bell. The, the, the spells that were cast during this was dark vision, dark vision, and enlarge reduce. Okay. For the three second level spell slots. Oh, right. Enlarge. Yeah, okay. he's right. We didn't do it. I think we were confused about whether she had it innately or not. But she doesn't. Yeah, I had to look that up because there was some planning going on to use her, and I, I wanted to find out. Yeah. And pixies do not have dark vision. That is correct. Okay. They have other things, but not dark vision. I didn't see very much, but I did hear. Whatever it is, it's really big making really big noises. Could you see anything? Not really. I was too scared to get too close. I had this... My fight or flight sort of went off. Like... But you're invisible. Something about to... Something... But doesn't matter. I just... I felt that sense of danger. Like a predator was nearby. When you say sounded big, like... Like, how big... Can you like really big? 
Like so big. Bigger than Varel right now? Bigger than Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Stanley, it's not great, but it's something big and Excuse me, I haven't eaten all day. Oh, that's not me. (laughs) Hear that noise echo throughout the thing. Ah. I think it's sleeping. Is that a snore? Sounds like it. That seems good. All right. George behind you, he, he speaks up and says, How's it going? Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> How's it going up there? Do are we, know, we? Do we know how to get out yet? Are we still in turn order, or can I just kind of yeah. freely move back and do something? Uh, so after Stanley, it was Hope. So let's get Hope. We sort of cut over her for Nash. Oh, um. Well, hearing the, do we even want to wake it up? Because I was planning on breaking this guy's legs, letting him scream, draw the attention away. But if we don't know where that door is, it might not even be for good. Yeah, I don't don't think it's worth the risk. It might be asleep. Take advantage of it. Yeah. I mean, worst case... Can he hear us say these things? Can George? Okay. He sure can. Oh, he can hear. So he heard Hope say that you could bring his <laughs> plan on breaking his legs. Well, not dying George's, one. but the guzzle, the guzzle gang member, uh, the one that's dying. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. He's on the ground, like his, he's coughing up blood. I, he's slowly slipping into unconsciousness. Do we care about George? I don't care about George. Do you care about George Nash? Uh, wait, wait, wait! I, I promise I'll help. Help in what way? What if I? I want to live. Do you... How can you help us? Talk. Quick. Make it Look, fast. I, I have a family, and I want to see that them again. That doesn't help us. We don't care. And, we all have I families. Will, I will pledge my life to you if you can get me out of here. We're going to try to get will, out of here. This place will kill us. The fragger is a monster that Very feeds clearly. on people and kills them. We need to leave now. Hold on. If you shh, keep it down, you dumbass. <laughs> Listen, we don't want to wake it up if it's asleep. Second of all, you pledge your life to us. What good is your life to us? We need more than that. My life is all I have to give. <laughs> but, but we don't need That's it. The Backstreet Boys song. We need f- but, gold and food and and things that matter. We need we need people who can fight alongside of us. We need those who can. You know, be a part of this. I want... All I know is I want to live. And right now, you're the only people standing between me and death. If we work together, I saw you slay so many. Heat God, Guzzle Gang. Hope's going to roll her eyes and and climb up on Varel's back if Varel lets her. Um, And get ready to go. Tell uh, You all ready to go? And look, if you're scared, just grab onto my tail. But if you lo- if you get lost, you're lost. Okay. All right. He picks up his shotgun from because he dropped it. Um, he picks it up off the ground and re 
uh, hooks it into hit the strap he has. It keeps it attached to the front. And then he reaches down and grabs your tail and stands to attention, trying to be quiet. Stanley, I am in a great deal of pain. Is Kyle quiet to anybody? I didn't really hear yeah, what he said. He's, he's very quiet. He's very quiet. Did I go quiet? Now I'm a better? Well, oh, you're much better. Yeah, you're much go. better. Ooh, there it is. Weird. Okay, I must be auto-setting. Uh, I'm, I'm in a great deal of pain. But quietly, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> sure, Varel, come over here. I can take care of that. I approached Stanley. Right, I will... A great deal of pain, you say. A great deal of pain. Okay. I will cast uh, Cure Wounds at the third level on Varel. Let me see what that's going to be for him. Uh, that's 17 hit points restored. Cool. Puts me I to 25. Really bad, but that was still a decent heal. All right, let's move. All right, uh, is it my turn to move then if I did the healing. We're yeah, yeah. I mean, we're being pretty informal about this, so don't okay. worry. Should I see Stanley on the? Sorry, should I see Stanley on the map? I don't see him. I'm he's around, around, he's around the, corner the corner for me. Oh, oh okay. All right. Yeah, gonna... line of sight is like in play here for corners right. and stuff. Okay. I'm going to as stealthily as possible start scouting my way, trying to keep an eye out for any sort of trap doors. Okay, let's make a perception roll then, please. Maybe only move about 15 feet at a time, just to make sure it's slow and methodical. Perception is 17. Okay, you check the ground carefully to avoid any traps. You don't see traps, but you do notice many bones. Off to the left, as the hill rolls down and the pit in the center, is lower than the sides. You see pools of like tattered clothes and bone. And the bones look like they're not clean. They look crunched, like they've been snapped in the middle. Some of them are old. They all look very gray and brown. But you notice a lot of them. Okay, that'll be it for me. All right. Who, uh, who would like to go next? Oh, I thought we were in order. Well, I've been being pretty informal about it. If someone wants to take a turn ahead of anyone, it's not a big deal. I'm just going to follow close by anybody, so I have nothing to do but follow. Mm -hmm. All right, well, we'll go with uh, who's next, uh, Hope. Cool, I'm on Varel's back. All right, then Varel. This is a little ramp down we're standing by. 
yes, you look and uh, uh, what you're currently standing on is a is a, a ramp that lowers against the cave wall, and you see that the cave wall is a darker form of of clay, denoting the fact that you're quite low beneath the ground surface. It is clear to us that this is ground, though. We're not like Empire Strikes Back inside the belly of a worm or something, right? Or inside as the frog. As far as you can tell, it's it's a, a very muddy clay. Okay. You kind of, if you look carefully, you can see that there's like it's wet with an oily substance because the castle is surrounded by a moat and this hole. Not sure how it exists here, but it's formed sort of a barrier on either side of the moat. But it is the walls look damp and greasy. Floor is a little damp and greasy. Cool. I'll advance down the ramp to be behind Stanley, ten feet behind him. Take him up with you. All right. Let's move below, and as you move below, you hear. Oh, it's nasty. All right. Uh, seeing them move, I will continue kind of scouting and stealthily move another 15 feet over towards the far end of the pit okay. and then hold there. Same deal as before, moving very cautiously, keeping an eye out for anything that might be the talked about hatch. Okay, you want to roll another perception check? Sure. A 22. You again see the same bones lying up upon the ground as you carefully make your way across, uh, and you can actually make out the bot, the center of the pit, what you would imagine is the lowest point, although you're not a hundred percent sure. And you see a large pile of bones. It's very muddy and wet, surrounded by a pile of bones. And for the briefest instant, you think you see something flash reflect off maybe the moonlight but it's gone as soon as you see it towards the center towards south beyond the center in the darkness beyond that you can't make out hmm could it be a reflective piece of metal could be a toad could be an eyeball All right, well, that's it for me for now. I'll let them do what they're going to do. All right. I'll advance along, but I'm going to go behind this stalagmite. Okay. We'll get right, right you, behind you, you, them. You move forward down the pit, and you clutch, like, like angled next to the, the wall. The stalagmite would be here, I think. You're going to use it as cover. I'm using Varel as cover. Along. Is Varel still big? No. Okay. He's lost his, he lost his shape before entering in. Oh, that's right. Okay. I was going to say that was a while ago. 
I mean, you're, right. you're still big, Varel. I'm not saying, I don't want to suggest that you're a little tiny man. Oh, no, of course. Yeah. Just make, you know, figure of speech. So, looking around, I can tell there's a slight outcropping to the north that leaves, leads to maybe another little inner cave like where we came from. I think I want to scope that out just to make sure nothing weird's going to come up behind us. So, I'm going to move quietly again over to that corner just to give it a little peek. And that's what I do. Okay. Alright, so you take a look around, you move back up another ramp on the other side. As you peer into this uh, outcropping where the cave is, you see a corpse from the other Guzzle Gang member that had fallen. Somehow ended up over here uh, lying on the ground. His body is, looks limp and bent in shapes that's not supposed to be. All right, that'll be it for, for this bit of time. I'm going to move the party up around the edge away from the slagmite to join Stanley's peekery. Have the sounds from whatever that is gotten louder or quieter as we've moved? They've maintained the same volume, which is quite loud uh, yeah. as it echoes in throughout the room. It's hard to tell with the reverberations coming off the acoustics of the place exactly what direction it's coming from. But generally speaking, it's probably south of you. All right, I'm going to do another 15 move around pit. Okay. To there. All right, as you make your movements around, uh, you notice that uh, a bright light pour in from above. You can kind of see it shining down into a cave as spotlights begin to search. Uh, the two spotlights coming from the keep begin to search inside the pit. Well, that's just unfortunate. <laughs> Are they on Watch us? Watch the lights and see if maybe they reveal a door or a lock or a metal glint on something. I mean, you can see them on the map from your location. Okay. If you scroll down, if you zoom out a bit, you might be able to see where they're pointing, and that'll give you ge like a geographic sort of location. Oh, yeah, there they are. Casting all kinds of wacky light. <clears throat> yeah. All right, uh, Hope, it's your turn. If you want, to, or are you just going to continue riding? I'm just going to continue riding and watching where the lights are. And George, George, still has, suspicious. George still has a hold of your tail, and he's behaving himself. Good. Um, okay, uh, Nash, you just following the Varel? Yeah, you I'm going to do anything? Just staying close to Varel. Not a lot I can okay. do, so I'll stay, stay with him. All right. All right. 
So you guys tell me what you want to do. There's two spotlights now spilling down into the cave floor. Are they moving? They are moving. They're currently static at the moment, but uh, they, they definitely just moved in. No doubt they'll continue to be searching to see what they can see in the pit. Okay. All right. I'm going to continue around the circumference of this thing another 15 feet and kind of take some cover over by this stalagmite here. Alright, well, Pharrell, do you want to move anywhere? You're controlling about four people now. Okay. <laughs> I I will say, I don't know how this necessarily works, because I know you can hold an action, but I don't think you can hold movement. But if I saw the spotlight heading towards me, having only used... Well, Pharrell's there now. I was going to say I would circle the pillar you to can, avoid light. You can use movement as part of a reaction. Like, if okay. you were to, in a turn structure, say, I want to ready an action. As soon as they run through the door, I run 30 feet and then close line the guy. That can be part of what you call for the reaction. You have okay. Yeah. So I the remainder of my 15 feet of movement would be just to sidestep the light if I saw it moving towards me, probably in this case to that alcove there. Okay, perfect. I moved 25 to catch up to him, and I still have the 15 as well, so I could move with him into the alcove. Right. So you guys all move to a new location, including you know, Nash falls along the teak guards here. Okay, and the spotlight, one of the spotlights sort of moves along the side wall looking for what it can see. And the spotlight, one spotlight moves north towards the location where you were, and one spotlight begins to move suddenly. And then the light slowly reveals a giant mound of green, wet, slippery flesh circled up on a puddle. Sitting on top of this pound of flesh is this other sort of appendage with like a closed... It looks like where eyes would be, but it's like one big eyelid closing over top. It's like a, a fold of flesh. It has this giant sort of frog-like chin jutting out, and you see four large tentacles splayed out on the ground. And whatever this creature is, it's like crouched into a little pod. And you hear its throat go, as as it it grows big and then grows small and grows big and grows small as it sits there. And then a tongue, large and long, maybe ten feet, just unravels from its mouth and then lifts up into the air, and then lifts up the mold of flesh on top of itself. And it reveals three eyes sort of looking around, and then the tongue begins licking the eye like it's cleaning it. <laughs> and then... And but, then wait, the tongue... hold on a second. I have a quick request for anyone watching live. Can someone clip that <laughs> bit out and then send it to me? I want to make a gif. Go ahead. And it's making these like... And then it closes the mound of flesh on top of its head and the tongue slowly retracts back into its mouth and you're... I go throughout the room. Stanley or Varel? Alright, well, at least we know where it is. Uh, 
Alright, this is all in front of us. It's all you. a, a yeah, cliff down, you. right? Holy shit! Shut up, George. Jesus Christ, it's huge. And it stands like about like twenty feet. It's four it's four Varels tall. It's a lot of Varels. Yeah. Five foot Varels. It's like three and a half Varels. <laughs> George, part of the deal is keep quiet. Or I'll throw you into that f- whatever that is myself. Shh. You can everyone hold still and you can hear it's like, I don't know. I can hear it, but I can't put it on the mic. You hear like a t- as his like knees wobble and they make this like creaking sound. Great. This happens every time. Every time we pick right. up some dude. I might creep back a ways. As I go past Varel. I'm going to just at Nash whisper and say, we have to find that hatch. Let's check everywhere where it isn't first. I'll nod. What about straight ahead around the corner? That's my thought. Oh, is there a straight ahead around the corner? Um. Uh, well, so you're right on now. you're on you're on an incline. I mean, it's a small you know two foot jump down. It's not really not really super high up, but uh, oh, yeah, there is a left. You can sort of see where the light is shining off in the corner. Yeah, I'm just not too keen about going where the spotlights are right now. Maybe we wait until it moves somewhere else. That sounds good. Any waiting causes it to go right on top of this. That's tradition at this point. Well, where do you propose we go, Varel? The lights move slightly as you have the conversation. They're moving our direction? No, they're going around. They're, they're going they're to appear to be circling the sides of the. Okay. They appear to be circling the sides of the cave. The place they would least expect us is nearest <laughs> the creature. Now. And that, as the light reveals, oh, go ahead. Now, I sorry. was just gonna say you're making a, you're making a good point. My point was, if we don't want to be caught in the spotlight, the last place they'll think of is next to the creature itself. I know that's dangerous. But I just want to put that out there. And George, shut up. Nash, the light is on the creature right now. Yeah, Literally but, the place they're but, looking right now. But it's going to move. And they're going to know that nobody's going to be there. I'm saying once it moves, we sneak in close, quietly. It's just an idea, damn it. So one of the things that comes <laughs> to light as the spotlight moves on top of this giant green, wet, toad-like creature is you see a giant mound of some sort of green pasty bulbs behind it. Oh. Eggs! And and then, and then behind it, you notice that there's a narrow crevasse opening in the cave wall. Just something you notice. Those are eggs. It's a mother. There's also an opening back there. Maybe that's a bigger mother. Maybe that's a vagina. (laughs) What? That's where the eggs are coming from, the big mother vagina. And this is just a toddler. I'm just saying things could be worse than we think. Always be thinking outside the box, Stanley. Nash, maybe it's time for you to stop having ideas for the day. 
All right, I'll shut up, but I'm just saying that either that's a way out or that's a bigger problem. Yep, you really narrowed it down for us. Thanks, man. I'm dying. You made me choke on my drink. Don't choke. Don't choke. All right. It's John's fault. (laughs) Just consider that noises from the coming from the large toad-like creature. Well, the creature sounds like a Canadian choking on a drink. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all we right. should get moving. Either way, the lights are going. We should go, too. All right, Varel, why don't you show us when to move? Show you when to move? Yes, you're the one who said move this way. Stop waiting. We're done waiting, then. Yeah. Sure. Excellent. I'll lower hope. Then you all move for the crevasse when I'm done. And I will nimbly jump off this area, kind of slide down, and start heading this direction. Okay. Hope's going to start tottering forward. That was your half half movement speed? Exactly. All right, the teak guard follows you. So I'll stay behind Stanley, close to Nash, and then I guess we'll move as a group. Yeah. Okay, the spotlights slowly move as well as they search around for you. And you see, you hear, rather, Oi! Look! It's Fred! Fred! Can you hear me? Fred! You can't make out the figures up top, but there are clearly people up at the top of the pit looking around, and they found uh, the dying corpse of Fred, the Guzzle Gang member you left there. Dead Fred. Mm-hmm. Drop dead Fred, by the way. You hear some more talking, but it's so far up you can't you can't hear. You just hear like a faint echo but on the oi that was yelled up from the top the large creature in the middle goes and one of his tentacles lifts up and it shifts its position and as it relaxes its body yet again there's a loud like from its weight And that settles. All right. right. I'm just going to keep holding for Varel, see what he's doing first. Mm -hmm. I will head to the next stalagmite on the edge of the light and start walking into it towards, uh, was this George? Dying George? It's Fred. 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 uh... All right. Walk towards dying Fred. We should I'll have. step up on the ledge. All right, you walk out into the bright light. You, you as you get close to Fred's corpse, his eyes sort of open. He's clearly losing consciousness and barely alive. And he raises an arm at you. And he goes to speak, but 
you. That's all he manages to get out. The light that snaps right on top of you. I'll I'll kneel down, you know, on my toes by him. Rest, friend. You are about to see a move of greatest glory and grab his shotgun. <laughs> okay. You take a shotgun from him. Cool. All right. Stanley, I think Stanley Hope and Varel are still waiting. You're still, you're still up. We're just watching in awe. Uh, Stanley Hope confusion. and Nash. Confusion is across Hope's face. Yeah, a confused awe. Uh. All right, I'll, with the shotgun, I'll jump down, and to the south, there's two stalagmites kind of close together. Mm-hmm. And I'll take up position there between the two. With, and they look like they're about 10 feet wide in between. All right, and the spotlight follows you. Quickly, the other, the other spotlight sort of moves also to your location. Don't say that moves too fast. It's starting to move towards your location. Okay, cool. All right, so I still have sight of the creature. I will, having seen Hope do it before, grab the shotgun and put it into my shoulder like they do, and with no training or understanding, fire towards the creature. All right, then make your attack roll. I, I, I imagine you don't get a proficiency bonus with this, because you don't have <laughs> proficiency with ranged weaponry, so it's going to be just your dex, I think. Yep, sweet. Unleash two rounds. Ooh, 15 and 17, which would be a... <laughs> Uh, 18 and a 16. <laughs> okay, so roll... Uh, what's your shotgun damage uh, normally? It's 2d8, right? 2d8, yes. Um, oh, wait a minute. You're firing at him. I'm going to need to make those rerolls. My Or count that one as a roll. It's with disadvantage because the shotgun has a 30 range. Okay. You can I shoot can up to 120 feet, but it's disadvantage. So use that as your first roll. So the lower is what? 16. Okay. Second shot is oh, a natural 20 to a 3, so a 4. Oh, okay. man. Wide swings. You, you fire two. You fire one shot. Yeah, roll your damage dice. 11 plus my dex, I guess? Yeah. 12. Six. All right, so. Okay. Uh, it rings out. You take a shot, and the bullet... <laughs> sinks into its uh, chest and you hear a as it springs into life shooting out the tentacles fly out and his mouth is like and the eyes all the eyes like the mound of flesh lifts up in a large sort of like it's like it's on a pole these large eyes come out and open up and they're looking everywhere all three eyes and it starts flailing its arms everywhere it hits walls and things move off and this is such an explosion of movement that the second shot poof, fires wide right up into the air <laughs> and uh, the thing immediately like <laughs> looking around for what's it, what's happening it runs into the center right there and everyone can see it I think at this point as it runs into the center and the spotlight then shines on it and it looks around sees the spotlight on you and starts barreling your, your direction Excellent. Uh, we sure this isn't Roar or Horshack from uh, Welcome Back, Cotter? Because that's what it sounded like. Anyway, it's always, sorry. <laughs> Let's take a break there. 
Oh, no. Uh, it's a good time for a break, everybody. Uh, all right. Hold on to your butts. We'll be back. Plenty more to happen right here on There Will Be Dungeons. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Yeah. Okay, we're back. Combat mode engaged. He's got his hood on. All right. <laughs> all right. Are we back? Yep. All right. Uh, everyone, roll your initiative. Mm. Thirteen. Nineteen. No, 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 no. Nineteen. Okay. <laughs> Let's get one for George. He rolled ten. George. Thirteen. Okay. Twenty. Uh, twenty. And let's get one for our friend. Okay. So Hope and Stanley, you can choose uh, who goes first between the two of you. Uh. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so. This thing has awoken. It had risen and is it's standing on these these humanoid stubby legs with four toes, and they as it stomps across its lair, moving towards you. It splays its four tentacles out in a show, and then it opens its mouth. And as it opens its mouth, you see a row of teeth on either side, long, jagged, poorly kept for, wild and feral. Hundreds of teeth in this deformed, <laughs> and a large tongue begins swirling. The tongue is sort of this long, narrow thing, and then at the end, it <laughs> it moves out, and it looks like it has a slappy end. And on the tongue, you can see these little, little tiny suction cups naturally formed on it as it runs towards you. And you, Varel, look up. At your oncoming assailant, you are first to act. Cool. Uh, I and am. It's actively in motion, right? Yep, it's running towards you. It's not video game curling, gonna do a roar and then stand there for three rounds while it. It's charging towards cool. you. <laughs> Excellent. Then I would like to take. Uh... All right, so looking at it, looks like it's got about 10 feet of tentacleage. So I'm going to take two steps back and drop the shotgun, pick my sword up where I stabbed it in the ground, and ready both attacks for when there are tentacles coming or tongue coming my way. Just before we confirm this in, if a quick assessment does show that his tentacles are quite long and that he can reach out his body length, probably. The quick yes. assessment that his reach is quite long. Yes, so I've positioned myself 15 feet from the center of the two stalactites, okay. uh, mites, and I assume that would be the end of the tentacles and or tongue lashing my way. All right. Nash, it is your turn. Okay. Um... Oh, and Wait, I you, enter my rage. Sorry, did you did you ready anything, Varel? I enter my rage, and I readied both attacks for when it was in range. When it's in range. So you, do you have reach on your greatsword, or is it just within a five-foot square? Just the five foot. Okay, and you're just to attack anything that belongs to the right creature. Okay, cool. All right, uh, all right, Nash, your turn. Okay. Um, hmm. So 
So I've got this problem. I've, I'm out of slots second level. I'm out of slots third level. I have two slots first level. And as a defensive measure, I would like to mold earth. It's a cantrip. Okay. Yep. And the, mold, the earth I want to mold is in front of us. And I want to build a, a little bit of a, a some, some additional cover uh, as needed. So if we need it, great. If okay, so you can mold earth in a five foot by five foot square, is that right? Correct, and it, and the radius stuff that we learned over the last couple of weeks still applies, I believe. So you're going to excavate a hole somewhere and move that five foot cube of earth in front of you as cover? Yeah. Um, the problem is we're kind of, we're up on an up, we're on like a bit of a hill here, right? That's right. Okay. But you don't have any cover in front of you, and it stands way high. It stands taller than you. It's 20 feet tall. Okay, so what I'd like to do is take... Actually, let me think about this for a second. Yeah, I want to take it from there. Okay. And put it here. Just to create create actual cover. I assume that also gives me line of sight problems, but I would rather have the okay. cover. Put a little thing there so you can see. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's five feet tall, so yes, you are also blocked from, from seeing anything past it. Alright. Um, that's exactly. all I'm going to do because no, that's kind of all There's a hole I, on your left. A five foot hole on your left. Kind of all I have right now. Um, okay. I am going to move, though. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> into the hole, and then I move the earth back on top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just bury me. That'd be fine. Actually, no, I'm not going to move. I'm just going to... I'm going to call that good, and I'm going to yell, Take cover if you need it. There's really not a lot of cover there for me and two people. But... And as you yell, Take cover if you need it, you hear shouts from up top going, Get him! Yeah! You hear this sort of chorus as, like, Guzzle Gang and Tikar from the top begin cheering on this creature and the creature barrels itself down towards Varel. Uh, let me just see what his, his movement is. That's the light. Uh, Alright, it barrels itself down in order to be closer, running towards you. Um, it is. Is it with one, two, three? All right. It's still on its way to you. Not uh, its arms. It's it's its tentacles flailing out, um, Varel, But it doesn't close enough distance in order to to reach you quite yet. Cool. And actually, well, I'm going to move one more here since it'll use its dash action. Um, and it's by the stalagmite, and it, its arms as as it gets near the the stalagmite, its arms whip around. And they pass in front of you, but not close enough for you to attack them uh, as it stops short of the cliff that you're standing on. And the cheers from above are like whistling and yelling and, Yeah, get him! Show him who's the master! Justice! As, as you hear these sort of loud yells from the top. Um, Stanley, your turn. Alrighty. Uh... Varel's the kind that would probably think it was them rooting for him. Okay. I do. Yeah, I like that. I am not sure where this actual, like, drop would be. 
So I'm going to start moving to the south. You just tell me if it's going to end up being a drop, I would just drop down, or yeah, if it's going to be... Down. You can okay. drop down easily. Yeah, won't cost you movement. I'm going to move about 20 feet to right there. Mm -hmm. um, and then I am going to turn and I am going to cast Phantasmal Force at the creature. And the illusion that I want to conjure for it is I want to have it surrounded by additional Varels. <laughs> okay, wait a second. I want it to Are see... they all wielding giant swords, Craft or do they have different weapons for this? That takes root in the mind of a creature. The target must make an intelligent saving throw on a failed save. Alright, so let's start with the save, because we can do that easily. Um, what's the save DC, please? Uh, 16. Intelligence 16. Well, it's a one. So oh no! You're good. Uh, you're good there. Let's continue. Uh, you could have, uh, no larger than a 10 foot cube that is perceivable only to the target for the duration. This spell has no effect on undead or construct. Uh, sound temperature. Okay, target uses this action. So, however many Varel, additional Varels I can get in a 10 foot cube, that's what I want them to see. How many can you make? I don't think there's a limit on it's. It's a sixty. The range area says sixty foot. It's no larger than a ten foot cube, so you can make four varels. All right, I want, I want four, four additional varels. Okay, just one sec while I conjure them. Okay, where where are you putting them? <laughs> well, they have to all be in a ten foot cube, right? So they'd have to be pretty close to one another. Right, but where are you putting them? Uh, Your range is 60 feet on where... 60 feet, I think, is the range on who you can cast it on, so I guess that means you can put him wherever you think you want him to be, to see them. I, I would want them up by actual Varel to confuse any targeting. Okay. That's Sorry, they're not there. No one else can see them, just to be right. clear. Only the Frog Hemoth can see it. And to be clear for everyone at home, Stanley has run up behind the monster and cast his magic from behind him mentally. So as you just, no one sees anything. You just put your hand up. Uh, is there any, it's, you have your- It's you every, it's a everything. You touch your megaphone, you say some magical words and touch your hand up and that with a mimetic motion. And the frog hemoth, everyone just sees the frog hemoth like, <sighs> just sort of move around and its tentacles like recoil back and it's like, <clears throat> <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> Does he see okay. five times five Varels? Because he has five eyes? Mm, well, I, I don't think that's how his vision works. I don't know. Do you see two of everything because you have two eyes? <laughs> well, no. That that presumes <laughs> that presumes a frog hemoth's five eyes are all about creating peripheral single vision. I don't know. It's like a fly where they get to see all the little yeah. duplicates of people. Or maybe yeah, that was just in a movie. No, it's fine. I just was curious. It'd be great if he thought it was like, what is that? Five times five. I can't think straight. Uh, 25? 20, uh, yeah, 20. It'd be funny if there are 25 Varels in his vision. A lot of Varels. Uh, keep in mind that if the Varels attack him, they can do psychic damage to him. Um, okay. Uh, so uh, he sees he sees the Varels. 
Now, do the Varels work on their own turn, or do you control them on your turn? I guess they would work on their own, right? Yeah, I guess I think that's kind of how they would work. Uh, all right, so can I get a initiative roll for them, please? Okay. The you, have, you have to add your intelligence modifier. Make it uh, just roll and add your intelligence. The Varel's initiative is twelve. Okay. Perfect. Um, I think that's how it works, right? Yeah. So the, the the illusion can't move, or can it move? I think it can move. Well, so maybe it can. Oh, it can. Hold on. It treats so like, because the example that you use here is like to make a fake pit so people think they fall in it. Right. Yeah, I think they're stuck in that spot. Okay, that's no But problem. if he gets close enough, they can take some swings at him. Yeah, because because the creature will believe it's real. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, so you run up behind him, cast your magical spell, and the frog is sort of. From his back, you can see his head moving around. He's making noise. All right. And then I will um, finish my movement. Sorry, that was only 20 feet of movement. Okay. I'll go 25, 30. And that's where I'll end my turn. Okay. Um, Hope, it's your turn. Remember, you have reduced movement speed and disadvantage on ability and saving. Is it saving throws as well? Uh, it's... Uh, no, just ability checks. Ability sorry. checks. Yeah. All right. So seeing this craziness going on. Hope's going to get very focused on reaching that that crevice in the wall that she saw. So she's going to take two move actions this turn to move 30 feet. Okay, so you're going to dash. You, you move. Oh, you move 30 to dash, but limp. Limp dash. Yeah, yeah, kind of <laughs> like a, a, a bouncy thing, right? Little boingy, boingy, boingy. Like uh, the lady from the raptor Oh, yeah, yeah, when she hurts her leg in Jurassic Park. Yes, gotcha. Kind of that little hobble, yeah. All right. Um, George follows you after. Follows after you, I mean. And he can keep up with you on his turn, so he follows behind you. And then he looks... Uh, he just he just stays behind you. You just, you just hear him. He's holding onto your tail as, as you run. Uh, the Varels, it would be their turn, but they're motionless. They can't move, so... Uh, and no one else can see them but the Frog Hemoth. So let us go to... Back to Varel. <laughs> the Varels. Don't forget, honey, the Varels are coming over Saturday for bridge and dinner. <clears throat> they sound like a family. So you, Man, so, they so, make such a mess. <laughs> so, Varel, you don't see anything in front of you, but you notice that the Froghemoth's attention, its three eyes are darting everywhere as it looks around, uh, not at you, but at the ground in front of you. And it looks poised to strike the ground in front of you. Awesome. And you well, did see Stanley move to the back and do some sort of magic thing, but you're unclear what, what that was about. He's out of my sight, actually, so I, I have no idea what's going on back there. Okay. Um, I guess I would assume that I'm being awesome and that he's overwhelmed by my heroic presence. Uh, so I will advance inside of Rill I don't know is there. Yeah, you can totally do that. That's not blocking your movement. Cool. And uh, so, and the crowd is cheering in my ears, and I think it's all for me. And I come on, come on, and I'll flame burst, hitting it just on the edge of the aura for the three okay. points of damage. Is there a save for that damage or no? No save. All right. Uh, one. All right. Perfect. So um, the flames, uh, they flame out, and they you know hit a skin. You can see it doing damage, but it doesn't appear to react to it. 
And I will save my two attacks for when limbs are in range. You're going to ready for when limbs are in range. Okay. Yep. Nash, your turn. All right. I'm going to move. Uh, so that's 30. Or no, that's 15. It's 10. I'm sorry. That's 10. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, no, you're right. Wait, yeah, the measurement thing's off. Squares. Hold on a second. Oh, yeah, you're right. Something got weird there. All right. <clears throat> and I'm going to move another 10 this way. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go right here. And from around this corner, well, you'll have to tell me if I can do this. Uh, I'm just going to fire off a fireball from here if I can. Do you have the slots for a fireball? Um, I do because... Did you cash um, in your sorcery points? Uh, not fireball, firebolt. I'm sorry. You you do how many sorcery points do you, do you have though? Uh, I don't know. I can look. Uh, yep, yeah, because you you. I always forget where they put those. To do a twin spell. I did twice. I, or I did a careful spell and a twin spell. But I can't find the where are the points again? I always forget where they put these. Yeah, I always have a hard time finding them on your. Oh, this is dying talents. No wonder. Um, uh, features, it's on traits. Under action, sorcery points. Yeah, so you only have one left. It looks like. Yeah, so I don't. That's not going to really do me any good. No. So I'm All going right. to do. I'm going to do a firebolt from there. All right. Attack roll plus seven. Yep. And it's two d ten now for damage. If you hit. <clears throat> to hit, we are. Oh. We're a fat one. You rolled a one. I roll. I rolled a natural one, Bo. <laughs> uh oh! Gosh dang so it! You, Metal you go to you go to fling out your firebolt, and it just the magic uh, is just off. Yeah, you, your connection to the weave is off, and as you as you fling it out, you set your hand on fire. <laughs> oh damn it! Uh, Wait, take, does, can it just be a bad shot? It has to. All right, fine. Go ahead. You set your hand on fire. Your hand is now on fire. Uh, at the start, uh, you're going to take a small amount of damage. <laughs> take six damage. And um, you will you have to put the fire on your hand out now. Okay. Well, there's a magical fire burning in your hand at this point. Um. And you shake. You're like shit. <laughs> as you shake I'm, your hand. <laughs> I'm gonna get. Can I go down to the dirt and just like pound it into the dirt and cover it with dirt? Uh, well, you've used your actions, so I'll, I'll allow it. You'll uh, allow you it? Put it right down. To the, it's a free action. You put your hand right into the dirt and you start throwing dirt on yeah, it. Yeah, I start throwing dirt on it putting it out. Hopefully right. putting it um, out. Yeah, anything else? No, <laughs> it's embarrassing. No, nothing. Our grade A caster, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, that's uh, Varel, as, as you stand there, the 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 frog hemoth looks and it swings its tentacles into your direction. Um, so you're now able to make an attack on the tentacles cool. if you choose to. Two attacks on tendies. A twenty-six and a eleven. Okay. And you're still raging, right? Do you get advantage on attacks? On... No, the, uh, it's two attacks. One, one, two from the two actions okay. I've readied. Okay, perfect. So one is a hit. Cool. The first one. With Maw Storm. 14 points of damage. Okay, 14. 
All right, you swing Mossstorm at one of the tentacles, uh, and you miss. And then you swing again, and the, the sword connects into the tentacles and sinks in about halfway. Uh, the, the monster doesn't react because it's just this feral creature of aggressiveness, but you sink it in, and green blood just like... <laughs> sort of spurt shoots from it as, as you stop it in its place and have it in there. Now, you do have a, an opportunity to potentially grapple it if you choose to. Otherwise, you'll remove the sword. Oh, right. Uh, I think I, I think on the text for Mossstorm, I have to activate the bonus action, which I already used. Oh, yeah, you already did use a bonus action, actually, on your thing. So, you, so it's, as you sink it in halfway, the tentacle just pulls itself right out and continues along. Um, and, and you're unable to grapple it. Okay, was there anything else that you queued up on that was already? It. All right, so the tentacles fly out in front of it, and they fly upwards in this upwards motion. These two tentacles come up, and they start slamming down. Um, let's see. <sighs> So right next to you and not on top of... Wait, what's the plus 10? Okay, so they, they hit the ground right next to you. And the thing is, they one of them looks like it went kind of wild. It was just this crazy hit. The other one slams on the ground. It looks like it hit at its intended mark, but its mark was not you as it's dealing with some other strange thing. I'm not sure if you're able to interpret that. It just slams down next to you. And the ground shakes around you and the force... like. You just brace yourself a bit against the force of it hitting the ground, but it doesn't hit you. That's Blind with rage against my beautiful, beautiful form. Stanley, your turn. All right. I am going to move uh, 30 feet down to be back behind here. Mm -hmm. And then I am going to go ahead and make it a dash. Five, ten... 15, 20. Uh, what can I perceive through the... Can I fit through this? Uh, you this... can just barely fit through if you turn your body sideways and squeeze through it. There's a crevasse in the back of the wall. But keep in mind, this whole back boulder and wall that's in there is covered with this green... Almost looks like it's glowing a little bit. These green little bulbous things, and they're like... And they're just like slimy and everywhere, and they sort of looks like they're 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 pulsing a little bit, like getting a little bigger and getting a little smaller. And they're on the wall too, so if I it's, it's piled through, up on the wall. Well, you might get some on you, some of the gross green that's on this. I might serve as a lubricant, moving your way through. Uh, all right. Well, let's be fifteen, and then right. twenty. You slide through the crevasse and behind a boulder as you move through this small wall. And keep in mind that the walls are covered with this green... What are they? It's like this goo. It's like Slimer goo. And you move towards the back wall and you sort of notice as you're scanning around on the ground for some sort of clue, you see a rusted... rusted from centuries of neglect grate on the ground made of man-made metals. Uh, knowing that it's fairly loud and busy out there, I will turn around and shout, It's in here! And hope that that's enough to get to hope in them at the very least. Alright, well, speaking of hope, it's your turn. Speaking of, um, would I have heard that over the din yeah, of battle? You did. 
Okay, cool. Um, so what I'll do is I'll move forward 30. Use my, my, my haberdash. And that will be my turn as I determinedly force my way forward. Okay, perfect. Oop, you move through you move through bones. As you like walk through and limp through, you see there's like there's bones everywhere on the ground, these chewed areas. There's just and there's this trail of slime leading from where the frog hemoth was resting all the way to where he's standing now, and it's all wet and gooey on the ground there, and there's bones kicked around. You get close to this giant pulsing pile of bulbs. I mean, if they're eggs, you don't know what this thing's eggs looks like, so you're not even sure if it's just eggs or droppings. It's just... It... But as you get closer, there's this smell of, like... It just smells unlike anything. It, it, it definitely is putrid, but not in a way that you could describe or be familiar with. All right. Uh, the Varels are not in range. The Varel illusion. So it's George, and George also follows along uh quietly and dutifully behind you and he just whispers to you Hope, he's like, shouldn't we help your friend? He'll be fine. Just keep going. He'll be fine? What? He'll be... Do, do you want to go fight it? He shuts up. Uh, okay, Varel, your turn. He lives for the shit. After me. Yeah. So the two ten there's two tentacles now on the ground and two more tentacles are rearing up. One of them is one you cut to strike again in its mouth before you opens up. And it's it's large in there. You could fit a vehicle in there. Alright, I will use my flame burst to hit it for the three. Okay. And I will back up the two again, trying to get it, you know, between these two pillars. Come on, come on! And ready the two attacks. Um, okay. one one question, Bo. Not that it really matters because I don't think we're trying to kill it. But if one of those tentacles are on the ground, wouldn't the Varel that it tried to crush be able to hit it? Oh, that's right. It is twenty feet. Good point. Um, I didn't think of that. Yes. So as you as you move back, uh, all right. Then let's make those attack. Can do I make the attack rolls? Do you? Uh, I do. It would just be one d six. It's not a lot of damage. That's a damage roll. I mean, if there's an attack, maybe there's no attack roll associated with it. I guess I'm just asking how it works, basically. Oh yeah, I, I don't think there is. I think he just takes it. Uh, right. So if he falls into a pit, he just believes it, and it's not an attack roll. Yeah. All right. So um, I'll remember that for next time. Uh, as you move back, Pharrell. It draws the two tentacles, and it's it's like a creature reacting in pain. You see it sort of move its arms back and go, and look around at the ground in front of you as you move back. And uh, roll your damage dice, please. John? Oh. Uh, Two. It rears back and and slowly, like quickly, uh, pulls back the two bottom tentacles that it has on the ground. Um, so, Varel, are you readying the same action as before? For the right, the two in? attacks. For... Okay. Um, and mechanics-wise, yeah, I'm using my flame aura to maintain an attack on the creature so I can stay in my rage. Gotcha. Nash, your turn. You have your hand on the ground. 
I muted You're dealing the, with your hand on the ground. <clears throat> muted the mic so people couldn't hear that saw that just went off. Um, all right. <laughs> it's really annoying. Um, I would like to work my way down to where they've gone. Okay. Movement-wise, so I'm... You can I'm, move for 30 or you can dash for 60. Um... Hold on, I want to just kind of estimate a little bit of something here. I mean, you know what? I am going to dash for 60. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. So, let's see. So, it's a total, it'd be a total of, um, I think, 12 squares. I can't get this damned. There we go. Actually, maybe... Yeah. All right, here goes. Moving him. That should be okay. right there. I think that's it. Yep. You run up next to George. George just gives you a quick glance. Fear, his eyes wide with fear and apprehension. Now, can I? Uh, damn it! This stalactite thing, might whatever it is. No, I got. I have line of sight here. I can do this. I can see what you see. You do have the ability if you want to shoot something off. I think that's okay. Yeah, I can hit him somewhere in this stuff. So uh, another fire bolt. But didn't you dash? Yeah, you did oh, dash. Oh, I did action. dash. You traded in your action for the No, no, no. I dash. forgot I dashed. Forget it. I'm good. Cool. I just go, hey, hope, and I'm good. All right. <laughs> Before you, hey, the frog hemoth runs up again, <laughs> uh, rears up again in front in front of you, and it begins to clamber on up. Varel, let me get your line of sight here. It clambers on up, using one of its tentacles to um, hold on to the stalactite as it lifts itself up. And even break like you, see, you hear crumbling on the stalactite or stalagmite, which is I'm going to get corrected on that one for sure. Um, as it pulls itself up and then uses its tongue to slam down on the ground in front of you, um, why you don't know? It just attacks down on the ground in front of you, and then uses um, let's see the thing that he has, and then uses one of his tentacles to also, and it looks like he's trying to loop his tentacle around like a snake and try to pull something. He loops it up and he tries to pull it and then he pulls nothing but dirt and rock. Um, he's going to take that 1d6 damage again, Stanley. Alright. Six. Okay. And then he just looks at he looks, he, his eyes like lower down into an aggressive stance at the ground, not at you, clearly in like the, the little fleshy cord that it's attached to that the eye cabinet is attached to just sort of moves up and looks in the ground and he goes <laughs> as he shouts at the ground uh, battle cry in front of whatever's aggravating alright uh, Stanley your turn oh my gosh I love that spell so much <laughs> uh, okay I'm gonna just move uh, a little closer to the grate to give room for other people to get in the room with me uh, I will pull out the megaphone, um, and basically I'm just standing by waiting to yell to Varel once I see everybody else's in. Okay, so you're going to ready in action once you see everyone else's yeah. is in your um, area? Yeah, once they've made it through the little section, I'm going to just megaphone out to him that... As you, as you get this ready... Um... There's a slight hint of concern enters your mind as you look at the grate, noting that the rust and metal looks quite severe on it, and that there may be difficulty opening it. Oh. 
with the key. Like the key, where the place where you could kind of see maybe there's a pad or a keyhole looks like it's filled with dirt and detritus and crusted on crap from centuries. All right, let's rust. start press the digitating specifically focused on the lock. All right, you start press the digitating, trying to clear things away. It's going to take several minutes. Every time you cast a press a digitate, it gets rid of a tiny little layer, but it just seems endless, like an onion. That's fine. I don't even have the key, so I'll get busy on this, I guess. Okay, you get busy trying to magically clean the grate up. Uh, Hope, your turn. Alright, what I'm going to do is I'll move 15 feet down, and then I'll look over to where Varel is fighting this monster, and I'll cast Thaumaturgy. And make my voice three times as loud. And shout to Varel, It's time to go, Varel. It's like a demon voice, right, too, right? Is that how or is it anything you choose? It says it booms up to three times as loud, but I will not say no to other whispers and Varel, how tastes your fear? Yes. <laughs> Alright, you say it's time to go to Varel. Do you want to give us a sampling of how it sounds? Oh, um oh we'd need the mixer plug up, but yeah, um, could you do background? Varel, it's time to go. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll say it together. All right, three, two, one. Varel, it's, it's time, time to, to go. go. <laughs> Varel, it's time to go boom out. Uh, it doesn't appear to affect the frog human as its concentration is firmly fixed on its prey in front of him. Uh, you yell that out. Varel, you hear this. All right, um, George, it's your turn. George just follows along. Uh, really quickly, and you guys are sort of sidling up next to the eggs, and he goes, oh, oh my god. These are disgusting. Big help, Hope George. Your head. Yeah, George is a big help. Hope, they might be worth a lot if we survive this. We could get rich. George, if you take any of these, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Intimidation roll. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, 15. He quiets up again and keeps his hands to himself. Alright, Varel, your turn. Have there been any of uh, Stanley's signature pink magics flashing about in this damage? Uh, no. Okay. You have no, you have no clue what's going on visually. I'm just amazing. Hey, it's time to go. All right, am I in range here? I, I know uh, miniature-wise, I'm on the edge of maybe a huge creature, but would this be in range for the burst? Um, his square, yes, it is. Uh, he He's angled uh, diagonally, so his square actually does overlap with your flame burst. Cool. Oh, magical match over there. <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying to get a thing going. There we go. Cool, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flame burst. Okay. And book it at my 40. So the three points of damage, and then there's that stalagmite I hid behind earlier that I'm going to rush over to. Gotcha. With the 40, and then as I sort of dive behind it, I'll make a stealth check. Okay. With my action. All right. Not bad. Oh, 16. 16. Okay, perfect. So you, 
you vault out of this line of sight of the of the frog hemoth, and the frog hemoth doesn't appear to follow you as you run. Um, it appears focused intently on whatever's in front of it. Uh, you run out into the darkness, lean against the stalagmite, and remain still, like a predator. Like a and its concentration is still there where the lights are. Uh, where the lights are. Now, um, I just want to do a quick check on the phantasmal force, Stanley. It lasts yes. a minute, which means it's six seconds. That's about six... Is it ten turns? Should last probably about ten turns if we're six seconds a turn, right? Yeah, I... Oh, I think my math is wrong. Right? Yeah. So yeah, sixty divided by ten is six. Yeah. 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 All right. So we'll just make sure we're keeping track of that. I think we're on the second round or third. We're round on turn point. three of my rage as well. So. Turn three. Thank you for tracking yeah. that for me. Uh, all right. So um, Nash, it's your turn. Okay. Okay, well, I'm going to scooch down a little bit. Oops. Get down here. I am going to scooch down next to Hope. And from there, I'm going to fire off another firebolt. Because at this range, it's all I've got. And to hit, it will be... I'm going to fire it at the frog emoth. Yeah, Sorry. Uh, 17. That's better. Okay. Roll your damage, please. Okay. At this level, I get two uh, D10s. Yep. So. It will be a total of eight points of damage, a five and a three. Okay. Eight points of damage. All right. So um, you fire the flame bolt out. It illuminates... A small area as you see everyone sees the fireball shoot out across the cave and it hits it square in the back and it sort of it makes this big explosion in his back and the frog he with, with his one tentacle holding onto the stalagmite and he swings a tentacle out back behind him like a, you know a way like an elephant might clear off its back or something like it, it flails and aggressively to try and clear whatever it was that was behind him uh, yeah okay end of turn and that's what that does all right how big Again, are you, by the uh, way, how are these egg things on the ground before I end my turn? Are these things on the ground, are they big, small? Like, what's the relative size to, uh, like, a human hand? It's about the size of a blood ball. Oh. And they, uh, you sort of take a quick look at them, you see that they are transparent, but have, like, this black pit and this, like, slime inside of them. They seem to, like, glow just a faint amount, like, yellow. And then all, all the balls are, like, covered in this goop, and there's a sort of goop puddle around it and on top of it. Like, if you think of the goop from, like, a facehugger egg in Alien, yeah. and they pull it out, it looks like that. Okay. Um, and it's just all on the ground. I kind of want to, as a bonus action, can I reach down and touch one? I just want to touch one. So as a free action, yeah. you can interact with an object. Yeah. Bonus action you can only use if you have a feature that says to use a bonus action. So, so just be a free action. So you can only interact with one object, like to pick up an object or to drop an object. I want to pick up one of these balls. Is this a bad okay. idea? <laughs> You're going to find it's out. It's your turn, and you don't have time <laughs> to consult with anybody. Or Shit. you can just wait and consult with someone. I'm just going to be temp- tempted by it for now. We'll see next turn how things go in my head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, 
All right, so the fro the frog hemoth, as it stands there, sort of fixated on the ground before it, it takes its tentacles again and smashes the ground, um, leaving these two giant pits uh, where it smashes the ground in front of it. And then it attempts, it looks like it's attempting to grab and pull and, and clutch. And its tongue flails out and feels the area in front of it. And you just hear a voice, What's it doing? What the hell is it doing? Get him! He went off! He went off! Frogger! He went off! You hear them all yelling at the beast that they don't know, they can't explain why he's doing what he's doing. They're telling him where you are, but I don't think he speaks English. Um, or common, I should say. Uh, Stanley, your turn. Alright. Uh, continuing to press the digitate. Uh, focus would be the lock, um, but the way press the digitate works is it's one cubic foot that it focuses on. So once I feel the lock is good, I would then be moving to hinges. And the issue is, as you clear it off of the detritus of it, you notice that the metal has taken on a new shape over the centuries, and it may be very difficult to fix with just cleaning. Okay. Yeah, but you can't tell to what extent that damage is done. But you're done cleaning it off of detritus. It still may be very difficult to remove if it's molded into a new shape and fastened shut. You're not. You won't be sure until you try it. You try to break it. You try to open it. It just doesn't instill a lot of confidence at this okay. point. Okay. Well, I don't have the key, so this is the best I can do for right now. You can put the try in detritus. Dad joke. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> oh, your turn. All right. Uh, seeing Varel run, confident that everyone's moving their way toward. What I believe is going to be an easy escape, I'm going to dash in for 30 and start pulling the key out of my robes. Okay. Oh, I guess I don't need to dash. No, you didn't. Okay, so I'll hug this. There, you can see the grate now on the map. Mm-hmm. And uh, George follows in behind you. Did you guys sneak into the crevasse? And you see it before you. So you still have an action available if you'd like to do anything. Cool. Well, so it's a free action to interact with an object, so I'll pull out the key. Mm -hmm. And then I'll start going after the key lock, see if it'll fit and we can open it. You sort of bright, it's, it's, very, it's very clean, but the, again, the grate looks rusted, sealed up. <clears throat> you find a space that looks like it would fit a key. And you slowly slide the key in, and you go to turn it a bit, and it pushes back against you. It feels like it's the right key, but it feels like there's resistance in it, and you feel like there's a danger of cranking it and snapping the key as you try to... Something in the mechanism isn't working quite right. Okay. That's my turn. All right. Um... George goes... Uh, George just behind him. He just goes, Come on, Hope. You can do it. I know you can do it. Get us out of here. Shut up. <laughs> Come on, open it already. Where else your turn? All right, I will run from my spot in the north straight across the opening of the environment, passing past the creature for my first action. So the, movement. The direction you've chosen isn't in the spotlight. Are you avoiding the spotlight or heading towards it? Uh, I am in like the edge of the spotlight, correct. 
Like, so if I look at the spotlight, like you are in the circle. Oh, that, that right. There's a secondary spotlight. Okay. There's so that wouldn't spotlights be spotlights in, in the area. Yeah. There wouldn't be the cast shadow behind the creature. You're right. Okay. Thanks for the, the update. Yeah. I mean, it still uh, might miss you, but you'd be noticed by the people above. Yeah. No. Okay. I'm going to do my, uh, I'll do my 40 to my first movement to the edge of the stalagmites where we were hanging out earlier before we started okay. this fine plan. Sure thing. And as then, you, as you move out of that direction, the spotlight goes up to the area you were just in, one of the spotlights to try and find you. Excellent. And I will use my second dash to make it to the back of this stalagmite over here by the eggs. All right. And upon arrival Perfect. there, you rage see Nash, fades. You see the eggs. Your rage fades, and you see the frog hemoth pounding dirt. Bah, bah, and you hear people from, Where did he go? He went north. Get him. Nash, you're up. All right. The eggs glow before you. Oh. A coat of seductive slime splayed across it. I wish I had my staff. They shake and shiver and seem to move in this curious way that your mind finds enticing. Curious from a scientific perspective. Right. Okay. There's only two things I want to do. <laughs> I want to touch one and then move. So my action is I want to, I want to squat down and I want to gently caress one. This and just yeah, just kind of like what is this? Like what? what? And 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 I want to see. I'm I'm basically test uh, checking to see if I, if I pulled one up, would it be a problem or is there a heavy stock or like how are these attached right, so you, you want to caress it we'll say that's a free action and then you want to try and pull one from the cluster i want to just gently tug to see what kind of resistance there is because i don't want to upset the whole apple cart here okay so you take one of the baseball sized spheres in your hand yeah <clears throat> and your hand immediately becomes like goopy is yeah. it sort of there's like a layer of goop on it yeah and then you try to pull it from the cluster and you there's resistance as you sort of pull almost like cheese from a pizza <laughs> as you pull there's a sort of stringiness and you pull and you feel like you get it out with very small effort and it's sort of you make these sort of dimples in, in the in the sphere with your hand as you sort of press it a bit and see that you can put impressions on the surface you pull it a bit test it it's definitely removable and then you remove your hand from it you were just testing it yeah. and you've got this like ectoplasm now all covered in your hand it's yellowy and goopy and doesn't want to come off okay so that's the one thing you want to do that's an action and a free action you still have a move and any features that may use bonus actions you can use as well okay <laughs> oh you have no idea how tempted I am um, but I don't want to stay. All right, I'm gonna move. Wait, where, where the hell is everybody? I want to go in here. There we go. I don't want to jump on top of Hope, but I want to get right there by Hope. Yeah, you'll have to stand in the back. The crevasse is. Uh, oh, we already got somebody in there in front of you, and he goes, "Hey, right, quit bumping me. We're trying to get this open." F you, George. I'm coming in. <laughs> you little pecker. All right, I'll wait here then. Actually, I'm going to wait here, so I'm very close again to some eggs. 
Okay. All right. Um, the frog hemoth <laughs> continues to pound the ground in front of it, uh, smashing, making these big holes. They're like, God, Jesus, Chrome, he went that way. Get him. Stop hitting the ground. As you hear the yelling from up top. Okay. Uh, where were we? We're at Nash. Yeah, Stanley, your turn. Okay. This is five rounds now of that being out. Uh, is there more room for me to move in here? Or I mean, that's you can stand on the grid? You can stand on top of the grid. It doesn't take the full five feet. That's just there because of. Like, oh, okay. So I'm not. I'm not like holding it closed by being here, right? No. Now. No, no, okay. you can you can shuffle in and make room for people. All right, uh, I'm gonna continue to make room for people, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say to Hope, uh, Hope, do you think with your new arm you could pull it apart? I'd be happy to try. If the key isn't gonna work, that may be the only way to to force it. Hope will not get a little. So the grate is not face. bars. It's like a manhole cover, kind of. Except you do see that there are places where you can grab onto with your fingers uh, to to lift the door, essentially. Cool. Um, and what kind of lock is it? Is it something where I could grab onto the lock itself and pull up and? No, the, the lock is in the grate. The grate itself. Okay. So there's no there's no separate mechanism. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, cool. Well, I guess if it's my turn, I'll go ahead and position. You are, yeah, you are right after Stanley, so. All right, I'll position in front of the grate, and I'll squat down and get that metal arm in there and just pull as hard as I can. We will need an athletics check from you, please. It's going to work. Three. Oh. You pull as hard as you can, and you almost you think you feel it give, and then you just didn't put enough of effort into it. But perhaps with some additional strength, you could pull it. Okay. Okay. Mm, yeah. All right. And so uh, George sort of moves in uh, as well to get a better view of what's happening. Great. Moves in around you. George. Nash, your turn. All right. I give George the bird. Um, yeah. And then, no. Sorry, excuse kidding. me. It's Pharrell's turn. Oh, Pharrell's sorry. Turn. Yeah, it's Pharrell's turn. He gives George the bird. Let's get some <laughs> lizard muscle in here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. George, get out of the way, you dumbass. All right. I will use my move of 30 feet to enter the crevasse. And I find everyone else in there uh, heaving a little bit. What's hold up? The, the key, key isn't work. working in the lock. We're going to need to brute force it. This lock, and I start to reach toward it. Okay. I'll back to the wall. Um, so, so, well, hope you still have a hand on it, so let's roll a group strength check from the two of you, please, as you both pull. Ooh. Strength check. Mm-hmm. Natural 20. Mm-hmm. It's a natty. Woo! All right, so as you're, as you're in the process of trying to pull it, still hope, Varel puts his one arm on the same thing you're holding, and he just, he's like, as he yells, and he just yanks it, and the, the whole door comes flying from out of the hole. And then um, he lets go of it, and you still have it in your hand. You just sort of smash it against the wall, and it falls down to the ground with a huge thud. It's quite heavy. There's a passageway filled with darkness down below you. You see alongside one of the walls, there are these handholds, not a ladder, but 
these holds formed out of the rock that you can use to descend down. I'm gonna start descending. Well, it's Varel's turn, so ah. you just you've just shown everyone up. All right, that was all my actions. Uh, it's all your actions. All right, ah, it's Nash's your turn. Okay. You, you hear a big commotion come from the crevasse. Can I fit in there now? Yeah, for sure. Okay, I don't have vision on it, so you can move here, and then I'll move you there, and then you can see the okay the gate down below. Okay. Uh. Oh, you know what I meant to do before I moved, though? Grab an egg. I want to grab an egg! All right, well, we can do that. Do you want to grab an egg? Grab an egg. Yes. That's okay. okay. I grab... So you reach... I grab an egg and I pull it free. into the cluster of eggs. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then slime you know, excited, covers your hand again, but this time it's more comfortable because you already have slime on your fingers. And yeah. you sort of grab it, leaving an impression. It slips a bit. Then you gently... It's going to slide a hand check. Oh, shit. Oh, I'm scared. Should be. What? Se <laughs> Who said that? Seventeen. <laughs> I thought it. I thought suddenly my thoughts had manifested in actual <laughs> words. <laughs> you pull. You pull. Uh, and then you have it. You, you lift it up, and then you lift your hand upwards, and you have about the size of a baseball. Yeah. A large translucent glowing yellow sphere with a black pit in the middle yeah. covered in ectoplasm. I will very quickly put that in my pocket <laughs> and head down into the crevice. <laughs> right, so add a, add a, uh, a frog hemoth sphere. I'm not quite sure what it is. Here's a question, though, as we go forward. How bad does this thing smell? Would we be able to smell it in its pocket after we've left the proximity? Yeah, and can they smell it through my otherwise normal smell that would probably mask it? Well, there's a lot of spheres in the area in the cluster, so you can't tell how much one would smell versus the group at this juncture. But it smells like just an unidentifiable body fluid. It is pungent, but you can't quite place your finger on... Like, it doesn't smell like anything a human makes, but okay. it's pungent. It's unique. It's the first time you've ever smelled anything like that. Uh-huh. But it's definitely, like, causes a slight tinge of nausea. You're just... You're so... You guys are in such Good. a flight, fight-or-flight mode that you're not really thinking about it too much, but it definitely doesn't smell good. Okay, so here's the question. Uh, is this called something I can add, or do I need to make a custom item? You're just going to have to... No, it's not, there's no item in D&D Beyond that okay. you can add. You That's have to one. add manually in your notes. Or you can type it. A frog hemoth sphere. Okay, hold on. Frog. You can hemoth. put egg in quotations. You're not sure what it is. Egg slash sphere. It could be it's poo as well. Okay. It's in. Could be, it could be boogers for all you know. Hey, I'll have I'll check it out later, and I'll bet the group thanks me at one point. <laughs> How much you want to bet on that? Yeah, let's take that. I bet that they out. do too. I bet they do too. We'll see. All right. Um, I have a yeah, feeling. You pocket the frog hemoth yep. sphere, and then I head into the. And then you move in there, and you see that there's a hole opened up uh, with um, handholds on the on the side of the cavernous wall to descend below. Okay, I'm going. And people have descended. Who's descended? Nobody's descended. Nobody's descended. Varel just, just ripped it open. Then I'm going to stay and wait for 
uh, <laughs> okay. team consensus um, here. Stanley, uh, so uh, the frog's turn passes again. You hear him smashing the ground. You hear the yelling of people above. And you see the lights moving around, searching for uh, searching for assailants. You, you see it sort of heading towards back where the frog emoth is. You're not in the light, but the light's starting to approach your area. All right, so this will be the last turn that the fake Varels are up. After this, they're they're going to disappear. Um, I will go ahead and start descending. Okay, you descend in, down below. Stanley uh, jumps in, disappears into the darkness below. You can see him travel about 30 or 60 feet as he descends the ladder. Who's next? Uh, Hope? Yep, I'll start going down. All right, you very carefully take your time as you move slowly down the ladder, not not nearly as quick as Stanley, moving 15 feet. Or 30 if you hurry, use your dash. 30. Um, George follows right after you. He goes, wait, wait for me! <laughs> he jumps in and he, he, he starts walking down the ladder. Hey, George well, made it, everybody. Great. <laughs> for now. Is I'm everyone just... else in or is Nash still out? I'm still out. Nash is still out. If it's cool. my turn, I'll I... get in. Oh, go ahead. I will head down directly after Nash goes. Okay. All right, Nash. I'm Varel in. sort of motions. All right. Nash, you climb in. Varel, you climb in. And everyone begins descending down this passage. It's about 100 feet down. Now, Varel, do you want to do anything with the entrance? You notice that you've left it open and the light is approaching your area. Yeah, I'd like to, uh, as, you know, as we do Ninja Turtles it, you know, back on top as we go under. Okay. And as, as you do that, um, you also, like, move some rocks in and they, they sprinkle down and trickle down past everyone and you close out the light just as it begins to get close and everyone's in complete darkness as they descend the ladder. Um, we're going to move the map over. And you've been prepping some serious now, stuff in here. Now this map is quite large so if you want to find yourselves you're about mid-south. Oh, oh there we are. I have to update people's vision because they do have dark vision, so some of you may not have vision. Oh my lord. <laughs> this is very down there. Uh, you have dark vision Nash. Stanley, you're good, I believe. Yep, and Hope, you're good. And George, blind as a bat, is <laughs> also going to be joining us. Dead weight. That guy. Just give me some time. Yeah, literally, let's make him dead weight at some point. <laughs> Just give me some time. <laughs> okay, let's, get, let's get George. Let's get him George. Token for you guys. There we go. Yeah, he can't see anything. He has a teat guard, and he's... So everyone descends down the ladder. Um, oh, he doesn't see anything. So, uh, what order did everyone move in? Sorry, it was... Um, uh, I was in the lead. Stanley, then Hope. Then Nash, then, then George, then Nash, then Burrell. Oh, Georgia. All right, so you all descend, and you're in this narrow... Uh, at the bottom, it's cavernous clay walls, oily, very slick. When you touch the walls, your hands immediately have, like, this black to them, so your all your fingertips are kind of blackened from the edge of the ladder as you walk down. There's sort of this quietness compared to up above. Once the lid closes, it just becomes dead quiet. You don't hear anything. You make your way to the bottom cave, and you see you're at the end of a 
very narrow cavern passageway moving in one direction. So we can free action this a little bit, although I would caution you not to move ahead too quickly. Stanley, you're in the lead, blocking everyone else's passage. <laughs> Alright, I will just turn around and I will say you know, we're in a relatively close area, so I don't think I have to super yell to him, but you're in safe you're in a safe zone, and yes, you're all close. But uh Vorel, you did a very good job distracting that creature so we could all get away. Thank you. You're welcome. He was overcome by my frightening visage, it seems. No doubt. Surprised he didn't take any damage. Well, on that note, we have found ourselves in a momentary reprieve, to say the least. We don't know what's ahead. Does anybody feel they might need a short rest before continuing further? Yes. I would love... Good. Yeah, we need a minute. Okay, everyone can take a short break um, to expend hit dice to regain hit points. And any features that recover on a short rest, you can reset them. This does not include spell slots. Those are long rests. Yeah. Well, maybe not for you other casters, but for some of us casters. For bards? Well, no, but for warlocks. Bard, just sing to yourself feel, and feel better. Um, all right. Hit dice, you say. So everyone just leans up against the walls. Puts, you know, if they're tired, they put their hands on their knees and. Now, while we're taking a moment here, and I have your attention and your willingness to speak with me, I feel it's time that maybe I address the lot of you. Nobody felt the need to consult with me when we were deciding the fate of Buttons. I understand I wasn't there at the time. But I've taken the name of the voice for a reason, and I'm going to voice my opinion now on the matter. I've watched passively as at least two of you have struggled with morality as of late. Nash, you have adopted Pod seemingly for no reason other than the fact that She's like a daughter to you. She has proven useful. But that is apparently all it took to earn your trust. And you yourself said, if we're not going to do this to try to make the world better, why bother doing it? I agree with you, Nash, as hard as it is for me to admit. I think you're right. I think we've been perhaps going down dark roads as of late. And I think maybe it's time we turned a corner on that. Varel, you sat there and you said that Diantalis offered wisdom. I don't blame you for seeing it. That's the trick that he pulls on everybody. It's not that Diantalis lies to people. He tells them the truth that they want to hear. 
we are in a predicament and we are in a predicament because of me but the problem isn't buttons problem is that I wasn't honest up front with all of you the solution isn't killing him the solution is learning from the mistakes that I've already made now he has been a friend and an ally whether we want to see it or not yes he's made life difficult but he's also been there to try to help all of you when you were taken he's not brave he's not strong yet there he was with me seeking out help to get all of you and even now he is where he is because he felt you all should have known the truth and he was right I'm not going to tell you that we need to bring him with us. I don't think that means we need to kill him. There's no reason for Buttons to die. Nash, he gave you a scroll to help protect you. Does that not earn him at least the same favor that you grant Pod? Should we cast her off if we find her annoying at some point? It's not how we should treat people. That's not how we should treat our allies. Hope, I know you've been in a dark place. And I'm not going to presume to tell you what your vengeance should and shouldn't be. All I can tell you is that I have courted vengeance myself in life. Sometimes successfully, sometimes not. And the end result is always the same doesn't help but buttons didn't do this to you there's no need to make a target out of him there's no need for us to continue to sell our souls further just because it's the easy road if you want to know which direction our moral compass should point it's easy do the opposite of what Diantalis tells you to do That's all I have to say on the matter. Your voice, it's George. What the hell is he talking about? George, don't worry about it. You were very brave. We're gonna get you out of here. This is something else entirely. I can't I can't believe I survived the Fraga pit. Thank well, think, you, all of you. Think of the story you'll have to tell when we get you out of here. I swore an oath to you. Get me back to my family. I don't want to serve the Suckmaster. But, but, we have to find a way out and escape, right? What, what are you here? Why are we down here? What are we here to do? What? I have so many questions. For now, just rest. Take it easy. We've gotten you out of the initial danger. There's more to come. Stick with us, though. We'll take care of you. You hear a voice, Nash, going like, I don't get it. Did he insult me? Or was he saying I'm good? No, it's more of a 
It's more of a taking me to task for feeling one way about you and not that way about another. And he's probably right. I look at Hope thinking... Oh, he's talking about the cat? The cat man? Yeah, the cat. Oh, what happened to him? Well, I kind of want to kill the cat. But Stanley says we shouldn't kill the cat. I know, and he's probably right. I I hate to say this, but I trust Stanley more than I trust Diane Talis. Okay. Or a lot of other people in this world. But don't worry about it. It's not about you. You're fine. Just relax. Stay invisible. It's fine. Okay. You feel... You feel like the clenching on your shoulder lessen. Okay. Alright, does everyone want to contribute? Anyone else would like to contribute to this conversation? Are we done resting? Uh, Varel's deep in thought. Hope's ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) Nash is worried about Hope a little bit. Because I don't think she's having any of the Stanley talk. He didn't steal an egg. (laughs) (laughs) What's that smell? (laughs) Oh, yeah. There there is a very unpleasant odor emanating from Nash. More so than usual. More so than usual. It smells like the the frog hemispheres. Uh, That scent is coming from him. Do people know? Yes. Okay. It's not as pungent as it was up top, but there's definitely a scent. A lingering... A lingering stink. Nash. Yeah. Did you take frog hemisphere? He's <laughs> gonna jump right to it. <clears throat> uh Define take. Are you carrying on your person as we speak a frog hemisphere? Maybe. Okay, yes, but listen, before you get mad, I think this could help us. We need to understand what this stuff is. I don't know why, I'm just drawn to it. I mean, we got away, sure, but what if we run into one of those again? Wouldn't it help to have something to study? Maybe there's magic in there. Maybe there's, I don't know, other information to gain. And if if not, we just throw it away. What's one missing frog hemoth sphere? There's a hundred, hundreds of thousands of, in, of them in there. It's one. What if it turns out to be an egg and it hatches and it latches onto your insides and consumes you? Uh. Well, it'll be a little baby, though. It won't hurt anybody. It's just a little tiny little baby. Even if it is. I don't. I'm not afraid of that. I'm afraid when it's adult size. But this little guy's fine if it is an egg. And the minute if it hat, Listen, here's my promise. If it hatches. I'll burn it or smash it or whatever you want. I just think we can learn something from it. And if not, that's okay, too. We'll throw it away. We'll incinerate it. We'll, we'll you know, feed it to George I here. Like, I feel like, Nash, you're starting a menagerie of sorts. We've got a little zoo going. We've got a pixie. We've got a spear. What else are we going to have by the time this is done? You can, I don't care if you keep it or not. I just, you know, I don't want you to be laden with pets by the time we leave. By the, okay. I'll promise this. No more, no more other pets. I won't pick anything else up. 
if it wasn't such chaos, I would have, I would have, we would have had a conversation about this and, and maybe studied it while we were here. But I just, this seems important. And I don't know why it seems Doesn't important. It seem important it because does. I'm thinking about it, Nash, and it's not seeming that important to me. I can't explain why, but something in me says we need this and we have to take one. I know it sounds stupid. It sounds stupid to my own ears. All right. But I want, I really want one for some reason. Yeah. This is a bad idea. Okay. But as it hatching, it will most likely attack you before any of us. I'm going to be okay with it. (laughs) Well, that's very charitable of you, Stanley, but I'm going to listen. I told you I'll keep everyone else safe and I'll dispose of it the minute things turn south or we decide we can learn nothing from it you have become a bit of a beacon of odor though (laughs) well why don't you press to digitate the stink off of me that's not how press the digitation works oh so it's a weenie spell fine well listen when we get up to the surface or wherever we get out of here i'll wrap it tight in something so it's not smelly and driving everybody crazy and plus we're never gonna we're not gonna be in a tiny cave like this again for a while I, listen, if the whole team says, go throw it out now, I'll do it. I'll, t- I'll go around the corner and throw it back in the pile I pulled it from. Oh, no, we went down a thing. I'll throw it up to the thing. <laughs> I'll smash it. I'll smash it like now. I don't, I don't, I'll dispose of it now and kill it now or destroy it. I, we don't even know if it's alive. We don't know anything about this. Maybe it's worth money. Stanley, hey, Stanley, maybe we go to town. We find a vendor who buys, I don't know, frog caviar, and we say, yo, look at this thing. And he'll say, by all that is holy under the great cross of Jesus Chrome, what you have in your hand there is the most valuable egg to ever grace these wastes. Here's all our gold. That's a good point. People people love the fracker. Who wouldn't want one of their own? We can sell this. With a smirk on her face, Hope's going to start getting her stuff together. And <laughs> very much, obviously, act like she's ready to go. <laughs> we're going to have to. We're going to. We're going to have to leave town. I mean, assuming the worst, right? I pledge my life to you. We can't stay here. We're wanted men. So we take the frog hemoth egg and we find someone to sell it to, and then we can live off that money for generations. I'm starting to like it's George. It's got to be an egg. What else could it be? It's definitely an egg. Either way, it fetches us a bunch of money in a town we don't care that much about. I think, I'm just for the record. I think Nash is smart. Well, friend, <laughs> to have done that. I mean, it's smart to have done that. I don't know why it's so hard to convince all of you of of, of the value of that thing. We have a long history of traveling together and a history of decisions to weigh this one against. I've been in the teat guard most of my adult life. And let me tell you, there's nothing they love more in, than to watch the fracker dispense justice. And what, there's got to be other civilizations out there that could use a justice dispensing fragger. We could earn so much for this. What if it's just poop? <laughs> that can't be poop. That can't be poop, look at it. It's clearly an egg. Just make a note, this is the moment I said this was a bad idea, and when it turns into such, I want you all to remember this moment where we were 
and what we were doing and how awful Nash smelled in that moment. <laughs> and after he finishes saying that sentence, you hear a voice echo throughout the hall. You hear this off-key sing-song. You can't make out the words. It appears to be echoing throughout the cave. It's very faint. You hear it echoing. Dwarves. Dwarves. Says Nash. Why do you think it's dwarves? Because dwarves are jolly and singy and they like to come down here and mine shit. That's what they do. (laughs) It's the total stereotype of a dwarf. Uh, The last ones we came across were dead. Feeding their dreams to demons. Why would there be dwarves down here? I'm surprised everything's alive at all. And George looks, the fear crosses his eyes again. We're still in danger. Well, yes, George, I did mention that we were still in danger. We're going to go ahead and proceed towards the danger now. So is everybody ready to go? Yes. Let's go. All right. All right, well, I guess I'm I'll, in the lead, I'll, so. Now move your guys down the hallway, all right? So just. I know nobody wants to trigger anything. You can follow Stanley. I'm going to move Stanley up ahead. I'm just going to say I I would be doing so cautiously and as Mm -hmm. alert as possible. Very good. All right. So um, let me see what you can see here. So you move through the long cave up ahead. Dark vision still good after the rest? Yep. Dark vision lasts for eight hours, I believe. Oh, sweet. Oh, wow. You'll have it. That's a long Um, time. You make your way to... I don't know why you're on top of that. That's like an overarch, but whatever. That's, you make your way to an area where you can see the hall, the long cave. The narrow cave opens up into a larger room. And as you get towards the, lar- the larger area, you can hear the singing carrying throughout the cave a little louder. <laughs> <laughs> you move closer. Peer uh, down the room ahead of you, but don't make out any shapes. And it sounds like the singing is somewhere, but far off, not nearby. It's reverberating and carrying through the cave wall. I would creep up to where it allows a little more room, and then I would motion for Varel to take point. Okay. Hope you shimmy on up along the side too allowing yeah. up space for Varel to move on ahead alright out ahead of me I see sand uh, you see that there's a at the edge of the cave there's a small ramp leading down opening into a larger cavernous room and the music's coming from out in front of us yes somewhere far away it doesn't it's it's reverberating off the walls when you listen for it it sounds like it's somewhere deep in the cave and it's just traveling and reverberating through the cavern all right well i will take the lead from stanley and stand proudly at this uh precipice this entrance to the greater room 
Okay, and you look into the larger room, and from what you can see, that you have a passage to the left and a passage to the right, and a passage leading forward. It's just muddy cave walls everywhere. It looks like it's... I mean, it doesn't look like there's been any life in here for ages. You do start to notice a little bug scurry, and, and because you're in the dark and there's no light, they don't really run from your location. So you see that there's quite a bit of insect life crawling along the walls and on the ground. Little centipedes, little beetles. Places seems to be alive with insecty life. And as you open up to the room, you can make the words out a little. No one's going to get to me. I'm the king. I'm the king. This is my place. This is my place. I'm the king. You can't be here because I'm the king. I rule here. This is my place. That's my water. That's my foot. I am the king of the cave. Of the cave. To <laughs> my cave! You hear it just echoing everywhere throughout the cave. This is his foot. This is his water. All right. Let's <laughs> get a naming thing. Sure. Shite is... Because of the map we're looking at, there's a difference between the two types of floor we're entering into. Should I be alerted by that? No, it's only about okay. a foot or two sliding down. Yeah, it's just a physical feature of the terrain below you. Nothing significant. All right, I will motion Stanley and everyone behind me to stand still a bit. And I'll slide on down, not particularly being stealthy about it, but not being loud, and walk into the center of the room. And I want to do a survival, basically sniffing if there's any wind, if there's any fresh air from a certain way, noting what side the sound's coming from and any tracks I may see. Very good. Fifteen. Salt. You're not downwind from me. All right. You smell around, and you can smell through Nash's stink to do the investigation that you need. And it smells like dank, dank cave. Uh, wet, damp, lots of bug life. Probably a healthy spot for the kind of vegetation that you might find if you were to go in a cave looking for meats and mushrooms. Um, the ground is sort of oozes a little bit of grease as there's oil presence and you're beneath the moat presumably uh, somewhere you can tell that this place is alive with life but not humanoid life that there's this is there are denizens of the dark that you know that have make this their hunting grounds that this is a untouched unspoiled area the sound, as you listen between the left and the right and the front, if you had to guess, you would say it's to emanating from the cave to your right. But you're not 100% sure. And the song continues. I inherited this kingdom and now I am its guardian. I will guard this water with my life. And I will slay anyone who comes in my cave. They can't be here. This is my freaking cave. <laughs> and you just hear this yelling, echoing. <laughs> I love him so much already. 
like he might be guarding the gem. Well, he's definitely guarding some water. Could use some. I'll turn back to the group and point in the direction of the song. Hope's hmm. gonna shake her head no. Big no. <laughs> Give a sort of like, well, he is the king. Just gonna shake harder. Nope. As in, At she least... hope's not going that way. And I'll, I'll dash back to the group a little bit. At least he makes sense. He's saying exactly what he is, unlike everyone upstairs. This man is the king. He's not the royal regency and, oh, I'm just an officer, but actually, I'm a vampire. But I have five gangs, each with different sex. And sometimes... Wait, 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 wait. Before you continue, Varel, how many things did you say you were up above when you were giant? You're the, the mate of so-and-so, the conqueror of blankety blank, the king of... So how is that any different? Don't you think that'd be confusing? But they're all true. I'm me. And those are my deeds. So how is that not true for the people up above? Because they... Well, look at this man. George, was it? Whoa. Yes, George. Whoa. A man who would shoot us not an hour ago. And now has pledged his life. This man isn't singing, I'm king until someone else sets foot in here and then I might change my mind. He is making perfect sense. I want to meet him. Yeah, but I think he's going to try to destroy you if you meet him. He just said no one should be in these caves. And he would probably kill anybody who came in. Maybe he's not really a king. He's making that up. He just thinks he is. He's some wackadoo, just like everyone else in this place. You think he might not actually be royalty, Nash? No. <laughs> royalty of what? Who voted? I didn't vote for him. He's down here. I guess you don't vote for kings, but none of democracy works. But but he. You don't uh, know that. Where's the kingdom? It's a cave. It's a dirty old cave. This oh, this is a fine kingdom. Look at all the bugs. There's there's molds on the walls for licking. Why this could sustain us? Did anyone else bring any food? Because I'm planning to eat some bugs here. <laughs> We're gonna be down That's here true. for three days. You uh, how many rations did you guys bring with you? I have. Yeah, Stanley's got all the bags. I have my rations. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, no, I don't have rations. I forgot yeah, I ditched I the rations when we were in the math <laughs> cave. Kind of went through a traumatic experience. <laughs> there we are. Yeah, those are bottom of the math cave rations now. So how many rations does the party have? Uh, zero. Varel's bugs is what we're eating tonight. In this fine kingdom, which is the first damn place that's made sense since we got here. I'm just saying, he said he was going to defend his kingdom. Maybe we shouldn't walk in there and piss him off. If we can make an ally out of him, that would be nice. If we can't, at the end of the day, we were probably going to have to clean this place out anyway. For when monsoon's forces come through. Are they coming down here? Yes. Well, they have to go through Frog Boy, won't they? Well, they seemed okay with that. And I got a baby grenade to throw back at them if they keep coming. Ah, now my, my idea of keeping it's not so stupid now, is it? Wait a minute. What's your plan with the baby grenade? Well, I'm what? just saying... <laughs> 
things get real bad, I can I can throw it at him. <laughs> throw it at who? <laughs> Never mind. Continue your stupid plan. Continue. Forget I said anything. What exactly is your plan here with the the baby grenade? I don't know. I just am saying if somebody was running after me and I had no other choice, if I threw a big gloppy, nasty freaking frog egg at him, it might give me some buy me some time. That's all. Yes, we're really going to like having that when we're hungry in a few hours. Perhaps it would make a kingly gift. Well, that's there a good, you go. That's a good point. Well, shall you lead the way, Varel? Hadn't thought of that. He likes singing. Maybe you could sing with him. That is true. I could answer his call. No problem. All right, we are closing in on this week's end of session. Mm -hmm. I don't have a cliffhanger, and I don't want to hold anyone to a decision they made at the end of last week's episode. So I'm wondering, should we just end on Varel collecting bugs for everyone's dinner? Or Sure. That's fine. That sure. Like a good that spot. seems good. Yeah. Yeah. It's as good as just anything. A, just so you don't get, you know, like, I have to do this thing because we decided last week. You can just set up shop here, Varel, and begin licking the walls and collecting the bug food. Sounds good. Is that how he collects right. them? He licks them and then gives them to us after? No, that's well, the mold ask I'm going to lick. Yeah. Ask him. And he's right. going to lick some mold and eat bugs off the wall. And do you share? Oh, yes. Anyone who washes bugs from Borel's bounty may have some. <laughs> so I have to eat bugs um, that his tongue has picked up off a wall. No, he's licking the moss. I'm going to taste the frog ball. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> he's going to lick it or bite it. I just want to taste Wait, it. I just want to touch what? it with the tip you, of my tongue. Are you licking it or biting it? Just, t- just a tip. Just the bugs, Varel. Thank you very much. And I'm going <laughs> away from this. No, I'm just going to touch it. Just like a little ant. Just touch it and see if it's so terrible. you either have to lick it or you have to bite it. I don't know what other options there are for Well, just a little flick it. with the tongue. It doesn't have to be a whole like, bleh, like up the side of it. Just like an ant. Okay. You know, like you <laughs> okay, do with you the tip the, of a battery. Pull the frog hemisphere from your, your pocket and move your tongue towards it. Yeah. Yep. And we fade to black. And yeah, we'll there's your cliffhanger. cliffhanger. Oh, there's cliffhanger. the cliffhanger. Yeah. cliffhanger. That's awesome. That's sad that like that's a really effective cliffhanger for me. I really want to know. <laughs> you really made a big deal out of this egg. I, I... Uh, it's, yes, it started as a way to mess with you to see if you were going to do something I was wondering about, but now I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, I'm obsessed with the egg. Rel eats bugs and hope and... Stanley and George look at one another going like Indeed. Uh, well done everyone as uh, as always in chat room thanks for hanging out with us uh, for this week's session uh, we should be back next week the following week I don't know where my calendar is hold on we'll, we'll uh, keep it keep a, 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 a aware of our Twitter account because we'll keep you guys aware if there's any changes around the Christmas weekend thing because I think I might be out of town it's all up in the air at the moment but we'll be back next week Whole new episode, normal Saturday time. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's true. So if something changes, though, just kind of keep an eye on all that stuff, and we'll let you guys know if something changes. Uh, thank you all for being here. Don't forget to go to therewillbedungeons.com if you want to partake in the show in any other meaningful ways, like sending us emails or 
contacting us via our Twitter accounts or whatever it is you're looking for. It's all there, including video archives on YouTube. If you miss something, I put them all up after. Of course, the VODs stay right here on Twitch as well. So uh, check those out. Uh, I think that is going to do it for us. Any final words, anyone? I never do that, but does anyone have anything they want to say? No? When I find myself in trouble, <laughs> I hear Stanley, 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 Stanley say, say, to say to me. me. Oh, yeah. Um, I've got two, two words, words for, for you. you. Lemon tree. Lemon tree. Lemon tree. It's really good. Uh, all right. On that note, that very high note, that'll do it for us. We'll see you all. all of you, uh, bye, everybody. <laughs> ah, my game. <laughs>This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.